Dude, if all he does is pull fighting games out of portals, and that's oh, all man. he does, he's not a threat to anybody. He's a boon. He's amazing. People don't go to that. Either of you have time to do anything to this warlock when you'd be busy playing Marvel Three with rollback. <laughs> that's you're right. Why are you worried, are you worried right. about this warlock? Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Tuesday Show. My name is James Chen, and I am joined by the illustrious duo of Ultra David and TubaWare. How are you guys doing? Doing great. What about you, Tub? Uh, I thought your name was J.C. Hensor. It is. Who is James Chen? Thanks a lot, Tub. <laughs> I appreciate it. Uh, we're yeah. going to be talking about Frosty Faustings. We'll talk a lot of, actually about Frosty Faustings from a bunch of different angles. Uh, we're going to have an interview with Mono, which I'm excited about. He's going to be talking about why he's stuck with that lump of a character for so long, as well as you know, a bunch of other stuff. Uh, we'll have some fun 5-5 five, five topics to get to. We have uh, some fun mailbag questions to get to, too. There's some, there's some nice punchlines in there. Good work, everybody. Uh, but let's start by getting to Frosty Faustings. Alrighty, Frosty Faustings was this past weekend, obviously. Sure was. Uh, one of, uh, basically, in case you guys are unaware, like the fourth largest U uh, North American tournament uh, in like terms that? of attendance. Yeah, it's always been Evo, Combo Breaker, and CEO. I think Combo Breaker overtook CEO at one point in time. Might be, whatever. Those two are like tied for two or three. Neck and neck, yeah, whatever. Yeah, and then Frosty Faustings was always fourth. And uh, obviously, last year in January, everything seemed like, you know, by the time 2022 rolled around, we would all be cool and healthy and vaccines were everywhere and everybody was clearly going to take the vaccine, no question. Uh, that didn't happen, but Frosty Faustings was already booked. They ran it, and they did a fantastic job. I'm sure we'll talk about that in a little bit more, uh, making sure to make the venue as safe as possible for everybody. Uh, but uh, it happened this past weekend. was great, and definitely like CEO in December. It was December before it. Um, Boy, it just filled in a gap that I feel like everybody's been missing for a while. Not only for the everyone who attended, but for a lot of people who watched at home as well. It's just, it just feels good to have these events back. And every time, like, I watched a lot of it, and it's just, God, it's just like, you miss it so much. <laughs> I just want to say first that it wasn't always the case that Frosty's was fourth. It was probably only the last couple of years before covid yeah right? say was, before then i was probably final round yeah it was probably final round yeah yeah um and and the reason that i bring that up is that this is my first frosties that i went to and many people who i talked with there talked about how big it felt this year is in a new venue and it had it was it was honestly a very very large room there was a main ballroom very that was large, as, several rooms yeah yeah honestly yeah there was there was the main ballroom that was like as big as whatever i mean maybe not like evil or combo breaker like the main hall combo breaker mm -hmm. size but like mm -hmm. main hall ceo size main hall final round size etc 
Um, and then there were several other ballrooms that were being used too, where there were there was a whole arcade room and there was a whole casuals room and there was a whole other room even that had like all a bunch of other tournament games in it. Um, so it was spread all the way through this hotel. And and again, my first one, but I heard from quite a few people that it felt big. I mean, just, just to see it, I don't know if you guys at home could tell, but the main ballroom, like it was as you know fancy looking as any event too it yeah. had all of, all of the big screens up there and it had the stages all the sports lights yeah, yeah definitely I mean, yeah i guess the best way to put it is that in 2020 i mean because of how my, many people attended frosty faustings i mean it, the ballroom was gigantic in 2020 as well but it was freaking yeah packed in there i and was so, gonna uh, say yeah they the, probably yeah i mean the, the Go ahead, sorry. No, I was just about to say, they probably tried to make sure they got a place bigger to account for that size over there. Now, obviously, you know, because Omicron and everything like that, they, their attendance numbers probably went down significantly. Uh, but still, the production was still there. And again, when we had Elven Shadow on the stream, like canceling it was going to cost them like six figures or something like that. So it just was not one of those things that would be good for them to do. Yeah, so, and I mean, like like 16-Bit is saying in the chat, Frosty's has come in an extremely large way. Uh, it used to be, I don't know if, how many of you in the chat or viewers or listeners have been to Gallop's, Galloping Ghost Arcade in, <laughs> was it Northbrook, Illinois? Chicagoland area, Illinois. Uh, it's it's filled to the brim with arcade cabinets, and somehow Frosty Faustings was like shoved into the back of this, you know, arcade warehouse essentially. Uh, just oh. like if you know like the roots, it's in Nickel City. It used to be at Nickel City, which is another very small arcade. Like it's it's come an extremely long way from from you know arcades yeah. to giant giant ballrooms, several giant ballrooms. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, again, you know, it was tough because, you know, a lot of the streams that I watched were, you know, some of the smaller games, like I was watching Soul Calibur and stuff, and, you know, the view behind the players made it look kind of small and such, but I don't want anybody out there to think that that's the case at all because, again, Frosty Faustings is, is pretty big, and uh, it's, it's you know, it, it's what's cool about Frosty Faustings, obviously the name of the event gives this away, Faustings, but Elven Shadow is a big Guilty Gear head, and Guilty Gear slash anime games are always the main ticket at Frosty Faustings. And so really, a lot of players of Guilty Gear kind of consider Frosty Faustings as like one of their main events. Like, this is their can't-miss event, kind of like how K.I. and Skullgirls treat Combo Breaker as their can't-miss event, you know? Mm -hmm. And so... Frosty Faustings, you know, typically gets the bulk of the uh, anime fan base out there, which is why it's so uh, widely attended. And not only that, but they run like 600 fighting games during the course of two days. So if you have any game that you like to play, it'll probably be there. <laughs> they had a good lineup, that's for sure. Uh, so just talking a little bit more about how things went there. Obviously, we are in COVID times. Everybody, did you guys know that, by the way? Yeah. Okay. Really? Well, Wait, is that true? COVID no, times. Yeah. Uh -huh. By the Since way, before you start talking about this, I want to point out <laughs> that we still talk about COVID a ton, and it's still in pop culture a ton. The stuff that happened with the Spanish flu or whatever, where people stop talking about it, that's not happening this time. Everybody talks about COVID all the goddamn time. 
to the point where I was like, hey, we should probably stop talking about COVID so much. Like, we we talk about it all the time. I mean, it's relevant. We should. I'm just saying it's different this time. Okay, go. (laughs) I don't think the contention was that nobody was talking about the flu, to be clear. I think it was just that specifically (laughs) with, like, popular music, it wasn't a big deal. Anyway. um, All right. right, So, for COVID... um, uh, we, as we talked about last week, yeah, with Mike, I wish I wanted to pull out a buster on that one and just talk about that, but you know, I'm gonna let it go. I'm gonna busters are go. gone. No more busters. Well, the busters because I, I don't know. They're not a hundred percent the problem. I don't think with my OBS not shutting down properly, so I might be able to bring them back and just allow them to come back. So. The COVID precautions there honestly made me feel really good. Uh, you know, I was I was worried about it going into it, and I just um, I, I went. I mean, I wasn't so worried that I didn't go, but when I was there, I really felt good about it. So the way that it worked is, you you walk into the building, directly in front of you is the line to get tested. I mean, ten feet away from like the door is the line to get yeah. tested. And, and it's the first thing you have to do before you get into the registration or anything like that, before you go into any of the ballrooms, which, are, which were in different directions, but which both had people watching them to make sure that you did get tested and got the wristband that, was, that came from that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, that was the first thing. I mean, before I you know, did anything else, I, well, I guess I went to my hotel room. But other than that, I um, came by, right down and I got tested. And that, that's how almost everybody else treated it. You know, you do it right away. And so basically the whole time that we were there, and certainly when we're in the ballrooms themselves, when we're in the, in the actual like playing areas, everybody there had to have gotten tested and, have, and had a negative test. You could get both a PCR test, you find out the next day, and you could also get the rapid test, you'd find out right away uh, if and, you're negative. And by the way, I mean, just want to echo something that 16-Bit mentioned in the chat where she said that the testing was super impressive. No lines, yeah. literally took only a couple of minutes. Yeah, which very fast. That was yep. one part that I was concerned about because remember when we started doing bag checks and joystick checks and stuff like that, I remember the first CEO that did that. The line just took forever to get right. into the venue. Evo, the last Evo was, yeah. it took forever to get in and out just because yeah. of that, yeah. That's true, that's true. So, that's but no, really- this was very fast and efficient. Uh, they had, I would guess, a dozen people testing at any one time. It was something like that. Uh, no, I'm sorry, half a dozen, but whatever. A lot of people were there. And, and so I felt, I felt good. I mean, I saw a couple of people with the masks under the nose. I mean, as people do, whatever. But almost everybody there had the mask on and was treating it well. And I didn't see anybody the whole weekend who just straight up didn't have a mask. I did hear tell of a couple of people who didn't have masks. And then that in one case staff and in another case, just like other people made them put their mask back on. So exactly, exactly. So I really, I really honestly felt pretty safe the whole time. Um, I've taken a test now it's Tuesday. uh, It's negative and I feel totally fine. Um, so yeah i mean great great work i don't know what what did you think tubbo uh yeah i mean everything was handled as well as you could hope it would be um i want to say that you said that you could get a pcr rapid test it was required to get both you had to get both oh they actually asked me which okay all right oh yeah as far as i know when i went every my buddy everybody everybody was you know doing both okay they gave Uh, david a choice man oh you didn't have to man they didn't even give me a choice they're just like here do this now do this well probably better to get both okay never mind never mind then not hollywood david anti-hollywood tubo (laughs) yeah Yeah. yes so man (laughs) 
yeah, no, they just they just gave me both. All right, well, cool, whatever. Yeah, I took both. Best to get anyway. both anyway, and obviously. Yeah, I mean, why, why not? It, it doesn't take that long, you know. Right. Oh uh, yeah, right. I think everything was great. Security was way more on it than I thought they would be. Yeah, like, yeah. Security was on it if you didn't have your badge or they your. They don't want to get sick either, said. dude. <laughs> I mean, obviously they they don't, man. But like you know, like these security guards are working long ass days on yeah, the, these true. events, and then Frosty's is twenty four seven, so they have to have people working overnights and blah blah oh, blah. Right. Uh, so like usually. And most events I've been to that have 24-7 security, they, you know, they get tired. They're human beings. I'm not going to say they're lazy or anything, but, like, yeah. they just, you know, start hand-waving hey, more. That's Look, natural. But if Frosty's is- like, these people were on it from 7 a.m. to 7 a.m. every day, it, it was actually impressive. It was really, Dude, really cool. I will say, in EVO 2002, the one that was at UCLA, something definitely got big and expensive got stolen from the ballroom and uh definitely caused a lot of issues but i won't go into that one in too much detail so uh, okay. um anyway i felt i felt good talking with other people about it they felt good the only thing is that like in these situations nobody knows how to greet anybody right now yeah nobody knows how to make that work so like i i don't know i gave a couple people hugs only people who i knew super well everybody else i gave them the little the little elbow greeting but other people like wanted to give me a fist bump a couple people went to give me um uh handshakes a couple of other people were just like hey and i was like hey like that kind of thing uh, so it was just all over the gamut. Like there was no, there was no rules. We need to, we need to reinvent the rules for saying well, hello to the way the that thing it works. CEO, the thing they did at CEO with the the green, yellow, red. That I think that's a good system. I think that was good. Green, too. green hug, yellow like elbow dap or whatever, and then red oh, like weird. stay the fuck away from me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like you I know? mean, honestly, yeah. we just look. Asian people have been wearing masks forever. And we've also been bowing at each other forever. We just need to follow what the Asians do, man. I mean, we are always doing it right. I mean, I'm on. I'm. I'm with you for the first part of it with the masks. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? One imagine, of the funny- imagine bowing to people at a fighting game event. I don't know. I I would, think that- yeah, that would be real, <laughs> real questionable. Be weird? If that was normal, <laughs> was I mean, the man. let's put it this way: when I went to hey, France, bubble wear, bow. When I went I to I France and I saw Kayane, and I wanted to give her a hug. People actually told me that that was not the right thing to do. That it was yeah, better you, you to give them. Yeah, you overreached. Yeah, that you're better to give them kisses, like do the cheek kissing thing. Yeah, the cheek kiss, um, not lip kiss. Right, obviously. but that's more like casual than hugging somebody. Hugging yeah. someone is like, what are you doing? And I was like, what the hell? Like, this is so weird. Like, dude, whatever you're used to is what you're used to. Trust me. If we were bowing well, at each David. other this whole time, it would feel normal. All right, I'll give you the beast bees next time. Uh, so, big event, lots of different streams, lots of games being played, as James said. Uh, I hope that people saw the big willy cam that you put on the beginning of this stream, because shout out <laughs> to you, Callisto. So, you big willy... We need to talk about big willy cam a little bit. Hey, All right, well, I'm just going to just that. throw... Oops. Yeah, we'll, throw we'll, show, we'll show you the big willy cam. So, big willy, or willy, I guess, is uh, the cat of Ryan, aka Callisto, and D. And there you go. There's Willy. Oh, it's Willy. Yeah, Listen, was... he definitely is named Big Willy. That cat is large. I've met Willy. That is a large <laughs> feline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've seen him. Uh, so I want to clear some things up about Big Willy first and foremost. Okay, all right. 
I heard people walking around the venue at Frosty's. I saw tweets. I seen people talking in stream chat asking about Big Willie. Big Willie, for the record, was not at the Frosty's venue. Okay. Correct. That was a camera set up and on Callisto's desk where Big Willie normally has his bed. Like at, and, at and their he, home. Like at their home. Yeah. It was yeah. just his cat feed coming in. And yeah. Brian just took that feed and put it on stream. The other thing, people were like, there is no way that cat hasn't moved the whole time. And you're correct. Because they had B-roll footage of Willie laying around in the camera for hours just in case he got up. However, <laughs> he actually didn't get up that much. He only gets up right. to eat. Big Willie just big chills the whole time. <laughs> He big just sits chili. there and chills. Yeah, big uh, chili, exactly. You know, Ryan also uh, told me. I just want to clear that up. Ryan also told me that uh, his mom went over to feed Willie a couple of times, and he was really hoping that he would be able to get his mom's hand like on the on the live stream on the big oh, Willie yeah. cam as she's like petting Willie, you know. Uh -huh. but sure. It, but it just so happened that the times when it was like Big Willie Cam weren't the times that his mom right, was there. Right, right, right. So it didn't, it didn't end up what? working out like he disembodied hand. Dude, he Willie. could have cut away from whatever top <laughs> yeah, eight. Yeah. The audience would have Grand cheered finals. to see the hand, you know, like well, yeah, the players. Every time Willie was on the screen, the, the audience cheered. Dude, yeah, the, players you actually would, be right. the players would have paused the game and then they would have sat there and went, aww, and then like, we're not taking the game, just keep going, you know, like the, there would have been humongous cooperation just to see big willie get uh fed no from the stream we could hear it like we literally could hear it every time big willie showed up on the stream you would hear the audience start to chant big willie like you literally you could tell from home how hype you everyone got for big willie true. dude cats absolutely are the true. best dude cats are absolutely the best shout outs to willie um as far as the as one of you brought up briefly that you know there weren't as many people who attended as initially signed up right mm -hmm. i mean from from my perspective having been there it it felt like it was a good mix of like there were lots of people but also it didn't feel overly crowded and i'm sure part of that was the fact that there were all these ballrooms and we were all spread out you know as probably probably part of why there were so many ballrooms i guess um but also still not everybody showed up um, so there was a list in a tweet that was put out earlier today talking about how many DQs there were. And it was like Guilty Gear Strive had 456 people play, 228 people DQ'd. Melty Blood had 228 people play, 300 people DQ'd. That's on the on the higher end. Um, there were, you know, games down at the lower end. Uh, Samurai, sorry, um, SC6 had 50 people uh play 11 were dq'd mortal Kombat had 44 people play 24 dq'd oh there it's on the stream right there um so so that that's interesting i mean there there were not as many people as showed up and yet from you know the perspective again of somebody who was there it felt like it was at a a, a good a good amount of people didn't feel like there were none uh, i did get a buy in my mortal Kombat pool um which like probably wouldn't have happened if there hadn't been a dq but other than that yeah felt it felt good still Hey, you got top 16 in MK, didn't you? Negative. No, 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 no okay. I didn't. Wait, what? I got, I got top rubbing, 32. Rubbing salt in the wood, huh, huh, James? Oh, top 32. I got, I got top 32. I got 25th place, to be precise. Oh, it was the 25th spot. But okay, how many okay. people did you beat, David? Yeah, I went one and two, but I, like I said, I got a buy. <laughs> <laughs> so I ended up effectively at two and two. You caused that by you. You called up your opponent like you show I up. Yeah. Oh, I thought the one. Was, I thought the one was the buy. Oh, okay, so oh, you actually like, did he, beat somebody. I did beat somebody. Yeah, he did beat someone. If if he would have tried to call the win as a buy, we would have words. I would never <laughs> yeah, think on. fun of him forever. Nah. 
the guy yeah, who I beat was not works. not super stoked to have lost. Um, but I think that was probably more just because I was shooting guns at him from full screen. <laughs> and he didn't seem like he was thrilled about that. Pew, pew, pew uh, with my RoboCop. Yeah, so yeah. 25th place, that's really impressive out of 44. Okay. Yeah, I mean, out of 44 I, yeah, players. Out of 44. You know? <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. 44 actual players, okay? There was like 60-something registered, all right? Yeah, yeah. Those yeah. EQs count as humans. They just don't count as wins. I was gonna. I was planning to talk about it later, but yeah, I mean, my so I this was my first tournament that I have competed in, in big tournament anyway, since the year twenty twelve. Twenty twelve, ten about years. Evo twenty twelve. Yeah, it was forever about ago. Time. And as I've talked about many times, just briefly, I then quit. I had at that point already been feeling pain and loss of control in my hands for a couple of years, to be honest. And it, that was that had to do with uh, some issues in my neck and a bunch of other joint issues and various blood flow problems and stuff. And I quit and it got to the point where like I couldn't really open jars myself. Like my hands were just basically mitts for for years. Um and it was a big bummer. So <laughs> that's really how it was. It really it really felt like that sometimes where I would like I would like do this. I remember I remember doing this distinctly. Just doing this, like not even thinking yeah. I, my fingers worked. Um and then a few years ago, I started doing physical therapy again because my body got to such a bad place that I needed to go to the doctor. And the doctor was like, you need to go to physical therapy. And I said, okay. So I started doing it. And I had no, no expectation that I'd be able to play again. It was not even on the table in my mind. And they said that I might be able to. So I have worked really, really hard over the last few years. And now I'm at a place where I can do it again. And it feels super great. And, and even though I went one and two, I honestly felt super good about it. The, the first one that I lost was three and two, and it was, you know, it was down to the final game. I could have taken the previous game because I was up two to one. I actually made an execution error, but not, not a hands-based execution error. <laughs> I dropped a combo, and it was, in, it was in this clutch situation where, like, people drop combos. Like, I don't think that it was actually Can a hands problem. Can I ask you a serious question? Yeah. Like, all, all jokes aside, how do you know the difference? How do you know when you genuinely fuck up versus your body is just like, yeah, screw you? Um, I don't necessarily, but that's a situation where so many people screw it up that, and, okay, well, so I didn't have hands problems throughout the most of the set. Sure. The only time that the hands, that I dropped anything was in a tight situation where I needed to hit a combo or else maybe lose the round, and that did happen a couple of times. So it's not like my hands were perfect. But sure. That's a situation that everybody faces. Like, a lot of people drop combos in that situation, even after their execution's been fine the rest of the match. So, I feel like it, it, it certainly could be hands problems, but I think that it's... Chances are it was nerves. Chances I mean, are it was, it was tournament nerves, not literal, yeah, literal right. nerves in my I mean, yeah. like, the other thing, too, I think that's really important is you know what your brain is telling your hands to do. And if they do yeah. it and your combo is messed up because of timing or something, or you can go, whoops, no, I know like my hands did this, but my brain wanted to do this as opposed to my hands literally did nothing or nothing even comparable to what my brain wanted to do. Like I know David's told the story of wanting to punish like someone's DP with Zangief and just like light kicking them. You know what I mean? Because like his, his hands literally just did nothing even equatable to what Dude, he was thinking. And in, in 2012, I played at civil war. That was yeah. one of the last tournaments that I entered and I played against this guy who realized that I could not block. I mean, he would just, he got to the point where he did a meaty dragon punch on me and it, it hit. Because I was looking down at my hands and sure enough, I wasn't blocking. I really thought I was. And I wasn't. You know, you know what's really wild is it 10 years nuts. later, 
10 years later, you played someone in 2022 at Frosty Faust, he's a Street Fighter 4, and they also realized you just couldn't block. So they just block a ball or block a ball crossed you up and, and hopped all over you. So false. It's crazy I blocked, how 10 year later is. I blocked your cross the ball the very you did, first you time did, you tried. You did block one of the cross the balls, but For you sure. didn't block no, the all, the, all the. The first one I blocked. No, I, I, I said, yeah, you blocked it. Yeah, yeah. But you didn't, block the, you didn't block the, the hop stuff, the hop shenanigans. There's no blocking that. Uh, anyway, I'm really happy that I feel like I can play again, and and it will never be the case that my hands are 100% because that's just like not not in the cards. But they they can be good enough to compete, and probably not like win Evo, but to let me have a good time competing and feel like I'm doing good stuff. So yeah, interesting because every time you talk about that, I always think about like what's the last big tournament that I've ever entered because I haven't entered tournaments in a long time. And the ones that Sounds I always like you're think entering about, Combo Breaker 2022. I mean, the Dude. ones that I always do enter are Super Turbo, and both of the Super Turbo events that I entered recently that were big Super Turbo tournaments, I did extremely well in both of them. So. I mean, you're you're good. Yeah, come on. <laughs> I got top eight at the at the Fightcade Festival in Spain. And then I remember at the San Antonio one, the the one at Free Play Arcade, like I beat a bunch of people that the people were like, "We, I mean, I lost to Matsun, okay, like, okay, and then I lost pretty to good. Tanya, yeah, pretty good players, <laughs> yeah, and Tanya is you know particularly bad matchup as well, so yep, um, well, 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 you should get back into it. Uh, all right, do you guys want to talk briefly about some of the matches, some of the results? Anything stick out to you? I mean, this yeah, is yeah. Let's is go. Let's sort of go. Soul Cal distancing Florida man. Let's go. No, I'm just kidding. No, he plays on my stream all the time. But he got second place at uh, at Frosty Fastix and Soul Oh, Calibur. who who won? Uh, one was Incendiate, who's just amazing at the game. But Frosty, Fa I mean, sorry, Florida man did reset him and take him to the last set. So. Okay, nice Let's work, go. nice work. No, uh, I don't. This, I don't claim him. I don't claim him. He's just. This is of you course. Uh, AJM claims every single person that plays on the stream ever as one of the hoop squad <laughs> heroes, and he cheers them on a tournament. Stuff. Florida man, that's all you. That's one of the the soul. What is it? SoCal distancing. Yeah, that's yeah, that's one the, of the heroes right there. You got the J Chencher boy. Yep, yeah, exactly. You that's your boy. You so Strive was the headliner. Many hundreds of people entered. Ended up being won by Hotashi so over Razno in in grand finals. But I mean, that top eight, all the all of it that I saw was super good. Dude, like if anybody out there is like worried about Strive not being a guilty gear, blah 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 blah. Mm -hmm. You watch that top eight, and everything about that top eight felt guilty gear to me, including Lost Soul. Just absolutely not letting people play <laughs> that was about as Listen, guilty man. gear as you could possibly want it to be dude it was so Lossel good owes me 20 bucks right now that's how i feel about lasso what let me tell you let me tell you first match lasso hitashi otashi right yeah i'm in the crowd i'm so excited to be there i haven't done this in three years right and so i'm just saying tupperware stuff and then uh <laughs> They did their little their little combo breaker pose for whatever reason, and then I was like, you know what? I like Lost Soul. Lost Soul's been playing ridiculous. This character is stupid. Let's go Happy Chaos. So I just yelled in the crowd, I like Lost Soul for 20. Lost Soul goes up quick, 2-0. Absolutely destroying Otashi. Up, one round, ready to move on, 3-0. Quick 3-0 on Otashi, and Otashi brings it all the way back. So Lost Soul owes me 20 bucks. <laughs> 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 That's how I feel about that. 
Next time I see Lost Soul, I'm collecting. That is, I can't believe he did that to me. I looked yeah. like a fool. I was talking so much shit. I was, I was like, yo, get your <laughs> money. I was like, I'm pulling out my app. Like I was going off. And <laughs> you touched the money happened? beforehand, dude. You touched it. Like Joe, I thought about like Joe. Every time I bet with Joe, he will never call a bet until it's over. Yeah, and you touched the money, as dude. As she won the first game. I was like, oh shit. I'm yeah. Yeah, I, I should have listened to Joe. I should. You should always listen to Joe. Yeah. No matter what, you're always like, well, he could come back. He could come back. Right. <laughs> did you guys watch, or James, did you watch any of the Plus R? Tournament? I did not get to watch the Plus R. In fact, I haven't even seen the results. How far did Pat the Flip make it? Oh, I know. I can give you the results right now. So winner was Black Snake with Venom. Second place was FF Elven Shadow with Faust. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo. And nice. then... PGG Pat the Flip, seventh place. Nice. Top and, eight. You know, I, I like how you get first and second, and then you're like seventh. Dude, <laughs> I was ready for you to say I got third. I want to talk about this. Actually, this is really important. Maybe this should have been a five-five topic here, but I just want to say Pat the Flip runs Exit tournaments every week. Okay, yeah. Razalicious, who got second place in the tournament, including a bunch of other strong players, play in that Series E event that Saint Cole and I commentate every single week. These people who are playing in these online tournaments every week, doing really well at majors is not a coincidence <laughs> honestly not a, a, a coincidence here so For i'm sorry was it Ra- sure. or just raz sorry razzo sorry razzo not razzalicious i'm totally used say? to our our viewer here so i said razzalicious razzo yeah sorry I sorry i'm here today and i called kb's k-brad once so <laughs> Yeah, at least you haven't called. At least you haven't called Punk Smug before, which I have done. I have so. not done that. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 yeah, that's almost worse. At least I have KB. Yeah. That's how I was thinking. Well, KB. See, my br- my brain, bad. my brain is four letters, one vowel, and a U. Like that's Man, that's the, the way. But sure. the word smug and punk look totally different. One they of do. them is real pointy. The other one is like all waves. Come on, waves. get it together. Whoa. Which one is waves? Is smug waves? Smug's smug gotta waves. be waves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's interesting. Uh, okay. Guilty Gear Excerpt Rev 2 is won by Mystic, and then you are curious about Pat Flip, fifth place as well. Dude, see, this is what we're talking about. You had a good about, weekend, man. Dude. Also, yeah. I saw him in the elevator, and I don't think he realized it was me. I was like, hello. And uh, somebody else was like, hey, are you? I think Tobo was like, are you Pat the Flip, the writer? Didn't you say that? Was no, it that you? wasn't me. Okay, there was somebody else. I didn't I was see like, once all weekend. Somebody else. And then I was like, hey, Pat. And he, like, didn't really look all the way over at me. And he was like, oh, hey, like, I hope you're having a good weekend. You know, like, like you do to somebody you don't yeah, know who it is. Did everybody have their masks? Is that why? <laughs> of course, of course. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. That I happened mean, constantly also, throughout the weekend. Also, something we need to point out. David has actually, like, turned into Doctor Strange over the years. I didn't know this about David because I haven't seen the back of his head literally in two and a half years. But if he was to remove his headphones right now, you'd see the salt and pepper going all the way around like Doctor Strange or Mr. Fantastic. He is extra oh. gray back there now. <laughs> I had no idea. Interesting. I saw okay. the back of his head after I got up to our hotel room. I was like, what? Did you – is this a – when was this a thing? He's like, oh, you know, it's been happening for a while now. I'm like, oh, yeah, because I see you every day. What the, come on, man. Yeah, I see, Cola cool. Cola doesn't know Do either. See, I, I think it's cool too. I like I just it. was – taken aback i didn't expect it 
I'm not trying to hide it. That's just how it's been going. I, you know what? You should be showing it off is what I'm saying here, all right? You should be enhancing it. New profile doing pic. Play as Mr. Fantastic. Like, you should be taking advantage of this, man. Punk 1 Street Fighter 5 with Cannon Rose. Shout-outs to Just Pokey, who has, like, major, majorly stepped up, and he got second place with Falk. That was sick. Nice. And Mono got third with Fang, losing to Punk's Ken. <laughs> <laughs> revenge a really good top eight also it was a blast to commentate with yipes it was a blast to commentate with the other uh jc james c specifically jimmy yeah, you, c, can't, even. you can't you can't escape the jc's the humbag mm-hmm. yeah that was great I had, a, I had a really really good time on commentary yeah me too big ups to the homies yeah you did commentary on marvel with yipes i believe yeah 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 and uh, i got to get to get to romanova as well so cool man what anything happened. else to say about frosties Oh, it was I mean, fun. There's a lot to say about it. Honestly, we can keep talking about it a little bit longer if you want. Uh, I mean, I even just want to discuss the whole thing. Like uh, Ace King Offsuit had a really interesting tweet that a lot of people were upset, like not upset, but like, why isn't my game getting more stream time? Oh, okay. You know? Uh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a two-day event, man. (laughs) There's not that many streets. But what Ace King Offsuit was actually pointing out was is that Frosties has always been this way. This is not new. If you've watched Frosties before, you know what to expect. The problem is there's so few offline tournaments right now that everybody is just like clamoring for footage you know i want to see my game and you just rarely get that and i think that's what's happening and i think ace king offsuit was absolutely right on that that people just wanted to see their game so badly and it's yeah it's hard it's it's i mean you're not going to be able to do much about that but you know there is that argument then should frosty faustings you know we talked to elvin shadow and he's like nah it's going to be a two-day event forever. Like, should it go three days because it's getting so big? Or suck it up, viewers. Watch what you're given and so, be happy because it's free. <laughs> I have I have different insight on this, I think, given the job that I had at Frosty's this year. Okay. So I guess for anyone who doesn't know, I was like head of commentary or commentary manager, however you want to put it. I I mean, obviously, you know, Bozak and, and Heonis as well. But all three of us were put into – a really difficult situation on deciding who got to commentate when and where. And a lot of talented commentators didn't get hired. A lot of like new voices that if I had more pools to stream, I absolutely would have given them a chance to like commentate their first major. But when you stream two pools and then you're immediately into, you know, outside of pool play for, for streams, it becomes harder to give like newer newer voices a chance. Um, and I understand why Frosties is two days. I, I don't think it should go to three because it's always been two and that's kind of its shtick. Yes. You know, it would be like it would be like Evo not being in Vegas, right? It's like Frosties is a two day event, Evo's in Vegas. That's just that's how it is, right? Um, but yeah, it, it does make things harder. It makes it harder to get more people on commentary and a lot of people that maybe like deserved a job didn't get a job that they deserved based on their skill level because there just wasn't anywhere to put them you know See, that's, so it, I that, was that trying is tough. to make your job tough. easier Tubo 
I opened up all of my way harder, way harder. I know, I know. It's okay though. It's it but I opened up my slots for other people. You see, you you did, you did, you did. But all your slots were top eight to go to people that already established anyways for the most part. The thing I'll say about this is that I think that the reason so many people wanted to see the matches is is in large part offline is so rare and you want to watch as much of it as you can and it feels cool it's not just that like the matches are high level but it's also just like seeing it in person is a different feeling even if you're not actually there because i watched ceo and i had that feeling the whole time so if we get back to a world where there's a regular offline contingent i think that in that context frosty's being two days and having fewer um streams and not as many hours streamed Mm-hmm. It not is not as much of um, of an annoyance to anybody mm-hmm. at home. Exactly. It's just that we are in, still in the situation where you know, obviously, we know what the world yeah. is like. Like it's it is rare. It's it's one of the first ones that we've had. Um, and so, right, I totally get wanting to see more in mm-hmm. in that context. But yeah. I mean, look, you were talking about the offline thing. I mean, and you and Tubo was talking about Lasso Hotashi before, but seeing their interaction, the Alpha 2 stare downs and stuff like that. And yeah. God, you just, you see that stuff and you just, oh God, that's like, that's my favorite part. Honestly, it's, mm-hmm. one, it's absolutely, you know, one of the highlights for me of fighting game tournaments is seeing the players pop off on each other and stuff. And, you know, Lost Soul with his patented nervous shaking hand, but still popping off at the camera, you know, like there's just, I just love seeing the, the human interaction and it's like the best thing, man. Oh, it's so good. On commentary, yeah. it's so nice to be able to look at what the person and yes. see how they're reacting. <laughs> that adds so much. It mm-hmm. really does add a lot. And I mean that's true the as well. Like so different for the commentary partner as well. I mean that's on one hand, right? Watching the players is something you can get more information from. But the actual sitting next to somebody and commentating feels so different than commentating online. Just like just like playing. I mean I played in this tournament, and and certainly for the guy that I beat, I I could totally tell when he was getting frustrated, and that yes. meant that I was doing my job. Mm-hmm. And, and that meant you were so happy. Well, that meant I was doing my job, and uh, I mean so in in happy. game. In game, that was, you know, I could tell that too, but it was extra clear when he, you know, leaned forward in his seat and did some of this and, you know, it was very clear. So uh, that whole side of it is something I missed, of course. It's interesting too, because the the best tournament players have learned not to give away that information. You can tell who doesn't have the tournament background because they give away a lot with their emotions like that. And and yeah, actually Fanta Fanta brought up Adventure versus Flash that crazy comeback that Flash had against Adventure, who we see every week on Series E, by the way, who's just freaking amazing with Jacko. But I loved how Adventure got hyped and popped off when Flash won. And, you know, I tweeted at them. I was like, this is one of the best matches. And Adventure was like, that was such one of the greatest comebacks. I had so much fun. How could I not get hype? You know, and I was just like, that's so cool, 
dude. It's just so yeah, man. cool. That's I a nicer it. guy than me. I would have punched Flash, but I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I am glad, though, because I remember when Flash, you know, came out and was, like, talking about, you know, when him and Sonic Fox kind of got into it. A lot of people didn't know who Flash was and was like, you're just a scrub. You, you know, Sonic Fox will wash you and everything. I was kind of glad Flash got top eight this weekend just to kind of remind people that, yeah, he's, he's kind of good. He's kind of good. <laughs> For sure. Okay. All right. Well, you good to go? Yeah. Like I yeah, said, let's bring on Mono. I could probably talk about this the forever Mono. just because it was just so exciting to see. But yeah, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll be bringing Mono, uh, the head TO of First Attack from Puerto Rico and recent winner of CEO onto the stream. So stick around, guys. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back, everybody, to the Tuesday show as we move on to our interview portion of the show. Today, it is our pleasure to bring you on Mono from Puerto Rico. Uh, let's say hi and bring him on. How you doing, sir? How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Very nice right. to see you, and thanks for coming on. Yeah, yeah. I decided to do the interview from the the Genesis slash Red Rooster like headquarters that we use to usually Dang. do many of the streams or gatherings with the roosters and stuff. So. Dang. All right. Well, we'll no, definitely so I, be talking about that stuff. Yeah, and I apologize. I have to correct myself. Let me bring on to you the TO of uh, First Attack <laughs> as well as current reigning CEO Street Fighter Five champion Mono PR. <laughs> So, so, so now we're so now we're talking about titles. <laughs> I, I was just expecting like the sound effect of the like the crowd and stuff. Yeah, like, people do on radio stations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they do applauses and stuff. Definitely. Yeah. We love you, Mono. <laughs> but you weren't always CEO champion. So let's talk briefly about how it is that you started playing fighting games competitively. Well, how I started, like, uh, like how long ago? Because that that might just, just say how old I am now. Uh, well, I can tell people how old you are, but why don't why don't you tell people <laughs> when you got started? Well, um, I think I started fighting games way before, like a little bit in high school, but I didn't really actually know that there was actually a competitive scene in fighting games until I was in college, which mm -hmm. was two thousand three. Mm -hmm. And I actually, my first actual competitive tournament was Soul Calibur Two. It wasn't even Street Fighter. Ooh, so. Okay. I was a Soul Calibur 2 head, used Voldo, because of course I'm going to use intricate, weird characters of at course. some point. And then after that in college is when I find out that Third Strike exists and Evo. I found out the, about the existence of Evo when I was in college. Like, I didn't even know that majors were like held and people would travel out to that. I, I didn't sure. even know that. So I started playing Third Strike. Uh, the first video that I see is evil 2004 it's not the daigo moment not at all it's the evil trailer where they use the sun tzu quote which i found that to be pretty cool when they mm -hmm. found that mm -hmm. and they had James soul carol no that's not what of mine that's not what of mine that's a tragic one okay <laughs> but anyways the thing is that i saw that and i immediately fell in love with yun when i saw that video when i saw ko do like the <laughs> command throw close medium kick dash under palm. i was like this character looks so cool i'm definitely gonna learn I started playing Third Strike around 2003, 2004. I learned about Guilty Gear, started playing that too. Always played Marvel 2, got into Tekken 4. 
I was just playing everything because I was really competitive, no matter what. I, before sure. knowing that tournaments existed, I was already competitive and I would like, just go to training mode and just find out routes. Like I remember Tekken 4 actually had the command lists back in the day and you could actually, there were like five slots where you could like save your own creative combo within okay. the command list. And I was like so try hard with it that I would just like do it with every character I was using. I was like, damn, what? I, I, I even asked myself, I don't even know why I do this because it's not like they're tournaments or anything like that. And surprise, <laughs> surprise, <laughs> there are tournaments. And so I, went, I actually went to my first tournament in Soul Calibur. I was not seated because obviously I'm new. And I got seated with against like top three of the top Soul Calibur 2 players. So I was like, but I actually, I lost, but I was, gave, gave a good impression. So a lot of people started oh, asking oh. me, yo, where are you from? What's up? Like, you have a good Voldo? And I was super hyped with the whole tournament experience. And I, okay, so this was at a timeout. You, do you guys remember when the Bandai and Emco had the timeouts and all these arcade places that, I, I, it's in Puerto Rico. In Puerto Rico, there are places called timeouts. And they're like Namco based. Technically, they have arcades for other games, but it's like interesting. Okay. okay. The period is that they, they were in different malls. Like there were shopping centers, and there was this arcade place where you could just play Marvel or play like uh, Time Crisis, all these shooting <laughs> games, House of the Dead. And the thing is that the timeouts were the only people hosting events. But then it would be every once, every six months. So I went to that tournament. I was like, hell yeah, when I want to go to the next one. What's the next one? Uh, seven months and I'm like wow like I really want to play and I know <laughs> other people are like me and so when I knew about the inconsistency of tournaments is when I said like uh, I guess why don't I just do it myself and it was for two reasons one is selfish because I wanted to play and I wanted to compete again and two because I'm pretty sure that a lot of people wanted tournaments just as much as I did so that's why I started. That's why I started finding out all the intricacies of like shit. I need to. Sorry for the language. No, you, <laughs> no, you, you can like, swear. No, you can swear. Yeah. Oh, shit, fuck. Yeah. I was, I was like, <laughs> I, I was like, finding out all this stuff about how to do venues. I, I, the first event, I didn't even think about food, and people were like, "Oh, do you guys like have anything?" I'm like, "Damn, that's something good to think about for next one." But like, <laughs> you know, like I was just finding out how all this was. So. Right. I and now, and now, and now, you're about to have a meeting with your government about yes, the future yeah. of esports on Puerto, Puerto Rico. Rico. <laughs> I hope what? they don't ask me of how I started, though. <laughs> what year was but, yeah. it that you started running tournaments? I would say it was 2005, pretty much. So that so that started, started very early for you. Then. Okay, yeah, yeah, I didn't cool. I didn't realize that that began so early for you. That's, that's I, I so didn't cool. either. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, I mean. Um, were there had you organized other things before i mean that kind of takes like a leadership or organization ability and i feel like that's i don't know was there a precedent for that for you no mentorship whatsoever (laughs) but the good thing about the university is that you meet more people that are into the scene and um puerto rico as well as every other state country smash is a big thing and at that time it was melee and i got to know a lot of the people that were in the melee community within the university and there was like a, actually an association called the gamers guild and all that and i could actually i could actually use a facility from the university as long as it was through an association mm-hmm. if not you would have to rent it in money and like i'm right. just starting off second year of college whatever and similar to how the, the, the smash community yeah the smash community used to do something called rum and smash which rum not referring to alcohol it's just that 
recinto universitario de Mayagüez, which is the Mayagüez University uh, recent, uh, precinct, or from the west side of Puerto Rico, that was its abbreviation name. Mm-hmm. So, okay. so they started doing that event, and I saw it. I was like, oh, this is cool. This is more or less what I want to do. So I was asking them, and they would tell me that by that time, it was all smashboards and all this stuff. Uh, Shuriken.com used to have forums for Latin America, and there was yeah. actually a thread for Puerto Rico. That's where I started to find out because there were no websites. There's no Facebook. There's no... I actually right. made a website after, like after three, three tournaments, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to make a website for Puerto Rico Man. so that every, everybody from Puerto Rico can just post. Instead of being in, the, in SRK, because SRK, like you would see a post and then you wouldn't see a reply until like three weeks later or two weeks later sometimes in the, mm. in the Puerto Rico thread. And not a lot of people knew about, like locally, they didn't know about SRK. So I just tried right. to do whatever I could to like have people know. So I started building up like a community, but also working with other communities from the start. Like I did my first event thinking about Third Strike, but then I'm like, oh, you should put Marvel. Oh, you should put CBS2. You should put Tekken. <laughs> you should put Snap. And then it all just snowballed into like, we just keep adding and doing events. Events got bigger. Uh, I remember the Roman Smash thing, which was like a series. It got, I think it got to like five to seven events max. And those were like packed. It was just melee and melee doubles. And I think it got to a point where I actually added Brawl and stuff. But then I started to do events because the thing is, the, the main goal when I saw the events outside was like, I really, because I was seeing Avo, Final Round, and all this, I was like, man, I really wish Puerto Rico had an event that people could travel out to and it'd be like a major. And that was like, so we started doing pro fund events, which were events to like get funds. With, like there was a registration, but there was like additional uh price and it was to gather the funds and we would do like a ranking and then at the end of the ranking we would send people to evo oh yeah yeah yeah. but to like a big event so we would say them because at first off we were thinking like like we're not going to be able to do a major and people are going to be like yeah let's go to puerto rico it's not going to be the first thing they think so let's try to send the best puerto rico has to offer see if they do good and give like good impression about puerto rico and people be like ah puerto rico has some good skill let's Actually, we should go to Puerto Rico, like you know, like Japan and everything, like DR. You yeah. find out about the players, and you're like, yeah. "Damn, I really want to go see how much bigger or how good the scene is." So that was like the first step from us. And then after a few years, we we're like, "You know what? I think we are good to like do our first major." And that's when First Attack 2013 happened. And this year, we actually get our tenth ten year anniversary. Dang, so look at that. So it's been ten years. Like I still get surprised when i when i realized that it's been 10 years since first attack by the way um pretty wild you know obviously one of the first most well-known players from puerto rico was uh eduardo you know pr balron mm-hmm. vvv scrub uh, uh like how how much did you have like was did you grow up with him did you know him a lot mm. did you guys send him to evo 2009 or was that just mm. something separate no yeah, just curious just curious no because i think 2009 he actually managed to find a sponsorship uh yeah, before that, that the players that i knew that were like competitive that would also travel was banana Ken, which in our fgc he was called Frodo, oh, and, and then smash actually Wait, he was had- called what Frodo, Frodo. Frodo. Oh, he okay. had like a lot of hair. He had this hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His, his hair's really So everybody, everybody in the, like, I didn't even call it, like, I didn't even know that was his nickname, but everybody in the Tekken community, because he's a Tekken player. He's not even 2D. He would play Third Strike, and he was like a Denjin Ryu, but he was in Tekken <laughs> 5, 
and he would play Yoshimitsu. He also plays like intricate characters sometimes. Mm, yeah. Okay. And in the Smash community, it was like uh, Fox Hater, which was Gilbert, Edgar. And you guys met Edgar because he's one of the main pillars within First Attack that yeah. helps run yeah. like the whole Smash thing. So Edgar was also a competitor. He doesn't compete as much, but I, get, I think he got like ninth at 2007 at Evo. Uh, for okay. melee and and there's like a lot of people that have been like here for years. There's Gandhi though, who also in yeah. Tekken Five Paco. got he got second at I think it's it was 2008 actually not 2008. Paco aka Gandido had Paco, been going yeah, to yeah. He's been going to Evos for years, man. He, actually, I saw him at a DVD for Evo 2003 or 2002 mm-hmm. in Guilty Gear with so bad and. Uh, Kano 2K, who got third at that same evil that Gandido got second, they're cousins. So they were both Puerto Rican. Dang, all right. <laughs> oh, so oh, the third was Puerto Rican. Dude, oh man, That's that awesome. story, his cousin, oh my God, can I just interrupt this I, just for <laughs> yeah, sure. one second? He act, I we interviewed everybody those years. And I think he was the one that told me to take his video and turn hmm. it to private hmm. on YouTube. Because he called in sick to his work to go to Evo. And his work saw that video and was like, what is this? And I think he eventually messaged me to tell me to private the video or to delete the video. If I'm not mistaken, I think it's the same guy. I I could almost check. I have to see if his video is still private on my channel, dude. But yeah. Getting people Uh, fired. (laughs) Yeah. So you're you're playing these fighting games. Played Yun in Third Strike. Yeah. Uh, you play Dictator in SF4, among others, T Hawk and stuff. And then Street Fighter Five comes out. Just to fast forward a little bit here, and you pick up. Do you pick up Fang right away, or is it Dictator right away? What would you do? Uh, I, I was hyped as soon as I saw Dictator, to be honest. And I when I when I remember when I saw a trailer where he does like this. They did the uh, oh yeah. it's full darkness and they do that. I'm like shit. It's yeah. Awesome. Cool. And I did pick him, and I do play him like from time to time. I do still use him with players here. And uh, so, okay, this is what happened. I feel that I made the mistake here. Season one, Street Fighter Five. It's, it's, I, I feel you're gonna understand my, the reason. Okay. <clears throat> Street Fighter Four. Jumping was not something you would do often because anti-airs and options against jumps were pretty. You know, you had a lot to deal with jumps in four, I felt, anti-air-wise. And a lot of characters had many like different options for anti-airs. And in Street Fighter V, when season one came out, I felt like jump-ins were too strong, anti-airs were a bit weak, and they weren't as consistent because jumps were too strong, like jump fierce from Ken, jump fierce from Natalie, jump round from Chun. And I was like, Jesus Christ, a lot of the anti-airs sometimes either trade or they fail. And Fang, at the moment, had consistent anti-airs, crouch medium kick, crouch fierce, they would always work. And I was like, okay, I like, the reason I picked Bison in four was because I like control style. Therefore, in Grand Blue, I pick Fairy. In MK9, I pick Noob Saibot because it's controlling space. Mm-hmm. Bison, he was kind of rushed down, but it was safe pressure in four. Like he would right. do scissor kicks and it was just, what does he do after the scissor kick? And I'll just adapt to right. whatever pattern he has, but it's still control. Walk speed was really fast. His walk speed in five kind of didn't motivate me as much. When I saw his walk speed, I was like, Shh, mm, 
<laughs> and then I saw Fang's movement, and I was like, okay. And I I, I was using Sagat at, and Poison at the end of Street Fighter Four. So the control archetype, I was getting a really big liking to it. So when Five came out, the character that was closest to it, because Sagat wasn't out, Guile was still a DLC, he wasn't out. I was like, well, I guess Fang. Fang like those traps, has good projectiles, has command dash mix-ups, he can has good movement, he has consistent anti-airs. At the moment, those were the things that actually draw me, draw, drew me to him. Not the fact that, ah, he's weird, he's whatever. The poison concept was okay, but I was more about like, ah, because in, in Guilty Gear, I play Testament, which is oh, a concept God. similar All right, to thanks Fang for the interview. The thanks for the interview. We'll talk. <laughs> I, hope, I hope Testament actually gets on his trial. Only it people very who want Testament. physically people... hurt when you said you play Testament. He said, oh, looked like you shot him. Dude, the only people who want Testament back are people who played Testament. Trust I me. I mean, if he, if he comes oh, back, he's going to be really different. So, yeah, that's true. You know. <laughs> hey, if they, give him the, if they give him the nets, at least in the trees, I'm good. Because that's fair. Oh, that's good luck fair. on those. That's All fairy. Right. I play fairy in, in, in and people oh, actually yeah. like when I got I, I, I stopped playing Grand Blue after like uh, Belial came out, I think. And when I decided to come back to it, a lot of people are like, bro, you should play Cagliostro. You used to play Testament. Cagliostro is the same thing. It's like because she has like some nets that she does like in the air and then she has like some spears that come from the ground. And it's like the same concept. It's like a mine in the floor and they pop up and I'm like. You're actually catching my attention because it's really <laughs> similar to, to to Testament. So yeah, but that was the main reason about Fan. The thing is that yeah. I, I, I'm I'm admit I was stupid enough that as soon as Antires got better, Jumpins got nerfed. I'm like, this is just a good enough time to change. But I was just so used to Fang. I put too much work on him. And I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna stick with him. Maybe have like a. I, I remember I dabbled Colleen. I, I dabbled. Like I still have Bison. I still have Seth. It's, I, it's it's the it's the character Stockholm syndrome is what I always call it, right? Once you get used to a character, you and if you've suffered along with them enough, it's like it's hard to switch away from the character because you put so much time into them. Yeah, I mean, there's an investment there, and you need to also create an investment with another character to have success with them. But mm. you know, you already you already got an investment, right? Yeah, it, wow. The thing is that it's just I know so much the matchup with Fang that even though. I know or play a character that has a more favorable matchup. I'm so confident in the matchup with Fang that I'm mm-hmm. like, what if I pick the favorable matchup and I lose? You know, like yep. in a yep. in a first or two set, I I think about it so much sometimes. Like I've only done it in like I switched to Rose versus Kaba at, a, at two tournaments and I actually like did super well when I did it. But for me to do it, it had to be first to three. Like in a first to two, I was like, mm-hmm. not sure, but like. It's that thing, like Cammy, like Cammy, for instance, is one of Fang's worst matchups, but I play it so much to a point that I'm like, I feel like I can beat Cammy, and if the Cammy doesn't know to the level of Fang that I play that, then it's even more in yeah. my favor. Yeah, that makes sense. So, I mean, eventually this character gets buffed, right? It took like four plus years. Four <laughs> seasons. Four seasons, yeah. Yeah, and eventually he got buffed to the point where he's he's a little bit more viable. Um, and then, as James said earlier, you won CEO uh, the end of 2021. You're not just um, winning CEO, by the way. You beat Punk, right? You beat Punk in, in doing it, yeah. yeah. I mean, in, in coming into that event, did you feel like you had a good chance having, you know, you knew what the buffs were to Fang at that point. It had happened already a while ago. Like, did I feel like I... Okay, so... I feel, and I say this, I've said this to people have asked me, I felt that 
being invited to Red Bull Kumite actually helped me the most for every other tournament that, like, for CEO, when I was preparing for CEO. Because that, you know that, and this will, probably every other player is going to identify themselves. Um, you know that sometimes you see these players compete and you get this, you see this consistency in Tokido and be like, sometimes you watch them because you don't get the opportunity to play them. You're like, man, these guys have to be like at least five to 10 levels above the skill gap that I have. Right. And when I went to Red Bull Comita, like I played casuals with a lot of them, with uh, Big Bird, Angry Bird, NL. And I, I see that I'm either going par to par or I'm actually winning a set. Or if I'm losing a set, it's not by much. And I'm like, Wow, so, and I'm using Fang, and I'm like, wow, so the gap isn't as, as big as I, as I thought, you know? So I, I, felt, I felt Rebel Kumite, even though I didn't perform as well, it really did give me a, um, a bit of more of a hmm. confident boost. Interesting. Of the fact of, like, if I'm not that far, then when, once I got the opportunity to play them more, because I don't get to play that caliber of player as often, because I don't travel to that many events, so I don't get to interact with them in brackets or whatever. And I felt that if I can actually go to Par to Par, then the people that give me trouble in Puerto Rico, then they're not that far either. So I thought that that was a, a really good uh, message for me to take when I was going to CEO. So when I went to CEO, I was just like trying to be like, you know, I have really good patience. I play with Mena a lot. Mena would usually tell me like, Mono, you're a really good fan. You're definitely super strong. But you know, you, you know when people tell you something, but you like, you kind of know it, but you don't really like you believe <laughs> it, but not to a full extent. Like, I don't know. I, yeah. I guess that. But Mena has always been very supportive, like, because he plays me and he's like, Mona, I can't really beat you unless I'm using, like, or, like either Birdie, because he used Cami once, and he's like, God, I can't use Cami. <laughs> and it's like, so, so yeah, I felt like at, at going to see you, and I felt the support from the other Puerto Rican uh, players or Dude, people that just went to hang out. I wanted That's to ask absolutely. about that. I wanted to ask about this, too, since you're bringing it up. I'm just going to ask right now. How much did having your family, like, I'm, I'm calling all the players and everyone from Puerto Rico as your family, because that's what it is, cheering you and chanting for you while you're playing against Punk? Honestly, I felt that they made me feel at the point. So, you know that? When you're in a tournament, you're like, you get too much pressure with like, oh, I have to win or I can't lose. I can't. Uh -huh. And I felt that the Puerto Rican group was so proud at the fact that I made top eight. After I won versus Joe Morogan, they were like, bro, no matter what happens, we're super proud of you. Like everybody was sending me messages, people who weren't there, but they were watching the stream because like a lot of Puerto Ricans were like on Instagram or whatever, just watching it and just messaging me. Like, bro, you made us so proud. I'm like, everybody was so proud of the fact that I just was at top three. <laughs> that they were like, you know what? Whatever happens, bro, we're super proud of you. The mm. Puerto Rican flag's up there. I'm like, so I didn't feel pressure. I just felt like, you know, I'm just going to play to the best of my extent. I'm going to think about the matchups as much as I can and just play it. But I, I didn't feel the pressure. Like, damn it, I have to. Because sometimes I feel like I psych myself out with that pressure. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. oh, you have to win. You have to win. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like in a CPT qualifier or something like that. Like, uh, right. It's... But I thought that the support actually helped me a lot. And I did not expect to some point that little group become like a huge part of the venue. And then <laughs> just, like, I heard, I heard Americans like saying uno mas. And I'm so sure that they did not know what that meant. That meant one more. We not, know that was in winner's means. finals. Come on. That's not a big that, mystery. That, that was in winner's finals when I was uh, one round away to beating yeah. Punk. And, be, and then like the Puerto Ricans were screaming uno mas. And then I hear like a full crowd in the venue like uno mas. And I'm like, wow, this is hype. And, um, <laughs> but yeah, like I, 
I just I, honestly, I was just thinking about the matchups mostly. Like, I remember when I played Nephew the the morning, I was talking with Mena because Mena and me like we usually talk when we're in tournaments or whatever, and we discuss. And he was in the R. He's like, oh, let's go, let's make a Discord call. We did a Discord call. We were talking about the matchups. We were both on training mode, checking out stuff, and like technically preparing for that, right? And then when it came to Punk, I played Mena a long set versus Mena's Karen at Rebel Kumite. Like, I never got to play Punk at Rebel right. Kumite. We never played casual. So the first time we actually play in a tournament setting, it's at CEO. So, but Mena saw me playing versus Karen. He's like, bro, if you play this just like you're playing it with me, with the exception of not, like, not trying to look for stuff or whatever, I'm pretty sure you're going to do super well versus Punk. Because of the fact that he told me, like, the Punk has really good reactions, so don't try to whiff anything. Like, just wait out, use the poison like you usually do, get people very frustrated. Because that's the thing, when, like, when I played Nephew, I was like, as soon as that I saw that his style was more reactive, I was like, okay, then if you're going to play reactive, then I'm just going to use skill. Because, like, what's going to happen then? Like, you have to look for me then. I think that helped me a lot, because then you make somebody like Nephew who's defensive play offensive. Right. And even though his offense is super good, because it was, it was easier for me to react to more stuff because he's trying to get in. Right. And by the way, you said uh, you use his V skill a lot more, right? Because uh, you yeah. might cut a little bit, and I think some people might have heard Gil like I did, but you definitely no, did not. Skill one. Yeah, you did not use Gil. <laughs> Just me. No, no. Yeah. So uh, on Sunday or Saturday, I guess it was, um, mm -hmm. after you got third place mm -hmm. at uh, Frosty Faustings. Um, you told me that you were happy that you got, you know, that you did as well as you did in yeah. part because you were, you were worried that some people would think that you getting first at CEO was, um, was fraudulent or that, or that it was, uh, not something that you could consistently do. Um, is that, is that something that motivates you or was that just kind of more of an offhanded comment? It kind of like when I went to Frosty's, I was a bit chill about the thing, but I, I also really wanted to try to make topics to be honest, because I felt like, you know, sometimes you see the stream chat and people are like, uh, it's like sometimes they just hate on whatever they, just, uh, sometimes. just say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, okay, most of the time. The <laughs> thing is that, the thing is that, the fact that it's Fang, a lot of people are like, ah, people don't know the matchup, that's why. And, and Fang's been around for five years, like, there's, yeah, if you don't there's know a the certain matchup, point. It's your fault. There's one thing of not knowing the matchup after five years, and then it's like, there's a different caliber of players like Vega Patch, me, and like, uh, I mean, a lot yeah. of the fangs, there's, there's a lot of things about fang that a lot of people already know. Like, even Punk in our set in CEO, he knew things that were already negative, and I tried to steal a turn or whatever, and he knew about it. So it's not like I caught him off guard. It was yeah. just because I remember he played Sian when Sian was a fang main, and he completely like overwhelmed uh, Sian with Karen. And I know that Karen is a favorable match for Fang, period. That's yeah. something that oh, every really? Karen player can definitely... Uh, because Fang can control neutral. His spokes right. are really good. Mm -hmm. She can't... Her jumps don't have, like, an uncomfortable angle. He can always anti-air with no right. problem. And Frosty's, I felt like it was important for me to actually either make top eight because of the simple fact that people who would fi be thinking about the odds because of Fang or maybe Mona just got favorable matchups the whole tournament... Because sometimes people would think like, oh, maybe he just had, he didn't yep. get a bad matchup throughout the tournament. That's like, I got some bad matchups within Frosties and I did get some bad matchups in CEO, but like, obviously they were outside of stream. So people are not going to know. Akuma isn't a favorable matchup for Fang either. And I felt that me 
making third place and if, and and at all things losing the punk it was like i didn't just lose to anybody in frosties it was punk again yeah. in the run back. and the fact that punk was very confident at using rose the whole tournament except for when he had to play me and then automatically he switched at the first game i'm like okay so he's pretty clear <laughs> that rose versus fong is not a good matchup so he's not even gonna run it and even told me that after like oh no that matchup is super bad for for rose I'm like, <laughs> yeah i know and and i, and I told him i told him off the bat yeah, when, when we finished this and i told him like the, the ken pick was super smart like uh, i gave him props for that pick because that pick is actually very good like ken mm-hmm. versus fong is really bad for fong and to be honest like when we played the set he did play certain things about the matchup, but I felt like it was more... I felt the set between us... I'm going to try to do an al- analysis of that, that set on Thursday, but I felt it was more a player versus player thing rather than a matchup versus matchup. Mm, okay. I, felt, okay. I felt he remembered a lot of things from our set at CEO because there were a few patterns, a few situations that, I re- that as soon as I saw him counter it, I was like, okay, he paid attention to the CEO set. Because it wasn't a fang thing. It was like, Seems like he it, remembered yeah. that in this scenario, I did this. Yeah. And that's what I those players do, man. They're so good at that, dude. No, and the thing is that I realized that at, at the first punish, but then the second one, he didn't do it again. I'm like, I was waiting for it. But now man. Okay, of course. But, <laughs> but I thought it was very important for me to actually have a good placing at Frosty's yeah. because, uh, because of that. Like, um, it's a fang character. It's a... It's a character that people might not be able to say, ah, oh, it's because it's Fang or it's because he got favorable matchup or maybe, or whatever the case. Like sometimes people will be like, oh, they just got lucky that day. I mean, people and are going to be, some people will be weird, but I think most people like don't think that you're a fluke. So don't, don't worry about that too much. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, maybe let's, let's, let's talk just super briefly about uh, First Attack, which you talked about the origins of, but is now a really big event. And mm-hmm. so big that as you were talking about with us during the break, I don't know if you can really talk about this uh, in public, but, uh, uh-huh. you know, you were, you were talking even about um, uh, cooperation with the government of Puerto Rico or with them asking questions of you even outside of First Attack. Um, how, did, how did it get to that, to that big of, a, of an event? I think, to be honest, it's um, one of the main reasons First Attack has been able to evolve into the event that it is right now is because of the simple fact that and this is a limitation that actually turned out to be an opportunity all at the same time because United States, right? You guys, you guys have a lot of companies that are endemic towards the gaming spectrum industry, right? There are peripherals, there's Razer, there's Astro, there's all these different companies that already get involved in gaming events off the mm-hmm. bat. Puerto Rico has none of those companies at all. Like, I don't have a Razer, I don't have an Astro, I don't have anything. GameStop left here like eight years ago, I think. So there's not even GameStops anymore. So sponsorship wise, I had to go even up, like even more beyond the regular endemic. So I started to like hit up T-Mobile. I started to hit up like uh, Malta, the tourism board, because I felt that the best concept of a major is the fact that they're bringing international players to the island. So it's tourism. So I thought, why would not, why wouldn't tourism buy into it, right? Can, I, can I just can I just say that you had Duracell sponsoring there, and mm-hmm. First Attack is the only event that has people there ready to give you massages. Okay. <laughs> this year they were here. They were there too this year. Just so you know, they're waiting for you, James. Yeah. Pretty sweet. Dude, it is like the greatest service of an event ever. 
Yeah, and massages to the hands. Like Smash players oh, are having yeah. a blast when they uh, see that they're doing uh, hand massages. It's pretty nice. Real life hand warmers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but the thing is that, like, I felt that that actually is something that has pushed because then mm. the government, like, tourism gets in on it. Tourism actually Interesting. Like, began in 2014. They have never left first attack since 2014. And it obviously gets around. Like, other government agencies be like, oh, it's this event. And then I got the Department of Recreation and Sports because I'm trying to, because I began, I, I, begin, I begin getting, like, invited to events to talk about the industry because I also... Mm. In 2014, I started to go to entrepreneurship uh, seminars, um, and I started learning about the whole building a business model, how to do a pitch, and all that. And, and this is just to get brands, because this is not just about gaming. It's about how to get a brand to, to get involved or an investor into a business model, no matter what it is. So I had to think how, and, they were, and the mentors were like, okay, we get the gaming, we get the how the events are, but how... Do you get an investor to get, or a brand to get convinced about this is something I should capitalize on? So I learned a lot during those years and I just kept at it. I just kept trying to improve the experience. I tried to make really good engagements with sponsors within the event. And if you go to First Attack, you know that many of the sponsors, they try to do something related to gaming because if you're a sponsor there and you're not doing something with gaming, then you're not really going to get the engagement you're looking for. That's what I thought. And a lot of sponsors have been grateful with the type of treatment that we give them, so they keep coming back every year. Hmm. And now with the with the <laughs> national team of Red Rooster, like this year, one of the sponsors actually sponsored for the players in the event. And it's actually after first attack, I got hit up by two more sponsors, be like, hey, we actually want to get into the whole sponsoring a team kind of thing. So hmm. it's building more things. And now the hearing that I have tomorrow, it's a hearing from the legislative branch of the government <laughs> where they're going to be asking about the esports industry, the gaming industry, also in developing like devel uh, gaming development, because there are universities or projects or companies that are trying to develop games here. But how do you get like, like when you see companies, like, I don't know which one is this, but I don't know if it's Naughty Dog or whatever, that they have offices in Canada. Like, how do you get these companies that are stationed in such a country to go and decide to go to Canada right. or go to sure. Germany and set up an office. And so it's those topics that I mm -hmm. think are going to be touched as well as oh, esports. What does esports bring to the table for Puerto Rico? Like, um, and I'm going to be like, well, some tourism because it's obvious that tourism has always been backing it up. It also and, and, could and be like the same. Mm -hmm. Speaking of that, by the way, just to help with the tourism stuff, I'm just going to tell everybody in the chat right now, if you have a chance to go to First Attack, please do. Puerto Rico is beautiful. I mean, honestly, one of probably my favorite places that I have traveled to for an event. It's beautiful. The food is fantastic. And Mono obviously has been a fantastic host for all of us, but the island is just absolutely gorgeous and it is wonderful out there so lots of cool old history too i, I really i really appreciate that oh, you went to old san juan i remember you went to see uh, the sure, a couple yeah. times yeah mm -hmm. yeah um in the last 10 seconds can you give us a spiel about what red rooster is uh red rooster is pretty much the first national team of puerto rico for esports uh Actually, the founder was actually a third strike player that used to go to my tournaments in 2005. Wow. And he has his own company. Uh, and he, re he, re he got uh, reunited with me not too long ago in 2019. And they're like, I really want to make a team. I love what you've done. 
I would like to see how I could help. And it just began in something that we both love. The, the fact that one of the main founders of Red Rooster is very passionate as I am helps a lot, which is Roberto Morales. And uh, <laughs> he's super cool. Che Julio, which is another person that got into the industry because he loves sports. And when he saw the comparison, when I gave a speech about it, about traditional sports and esports, he was like in love with it. And nice. it just snowballed into that. And now the team has like this, this whole headquarters thing. There's like a bunch of players now. We have our own te- League of Legends team, which actually competed. Nah, before this interview, they literally won their match in Elements League, which is like oh, a league all right, in nice. Central America. So they won yesterday and they won today. Nice. So we're actually branching out to a lot of categories and just, you know, letting people know here in Puerto Rico that esports is a thing, that players are very talented, that as, as much as you see uh, people sending people for Olympics uh, in Puerto Rico, that you could also you know, build up and create athletes that could compete in events that are esports-wise. And the amount, the amount of media, traction, viral exposure, it's the same because it's, you see these tournaments, like you see the League of Legends World Finals, and it has more viewership than the Super Bowl. Numbers don't lie, so why not support it, you know? You're getting, like, a place like Puerto Rico gets more exposure than they would ever imagine with regards okay. to an event. So why not? Yeah, Actually, those, those numbers might be a lie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, I'll, I'll talk about that with you later. Yeah. Uh, and then, but and then, you remember, uh, you remember the kind of attention Gamer B got when he came back to Taiwan. He was on like the yeah. national TV. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, Mena, dude, the amount of attention he got yeah. when he came back to DR after winning, dude, it's well. A and this big guy deal. when he won CEO too, by the way. Yeah. Uh, and then, right. um, and what? Why is it called Rooster? And this is the last thing, and then we'll get out of here. Okay, Red Rooster. Okay, here in Puerto Rico, uh, cockfights uh, were a thing, right? So they're not, they're illegal now, right? But um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, the thing is that the whole thing is like when you have like your, when you have your favorite boxer in a pay-per-view event and a person would say like, ah, es mi gallo, like that's my rooster. Like it's a, it's okay. a common phrase. And you're like, ah, like if James says like, man, punk is like my favorite, like punk es mi gallo. You know, it's like, I see yeah. it's like um, it's something like that. It's in that competitive aspect of like saying he's your go to. So it's like Red Rooster because Gallo Rojo is like a very thing that defines the rooster really bad. Okay. So that's why they pretty much felt that it was something that could identify not not esports wise because it doesn't reflect anything in the gaming, but cultural wise, cultural wise, it does. Like okay, that's a better cool man. Talk about. It. Well, I guess that's going to do it for the old interview here. Uh, I have just a few couple of things that I want to say before we close out. One, that if I show this on the screen, you can see this as well. Uh, Oh, I don't have it on the screen, but yeah, I can confirm that uh, Canales is the one that has his video private on my channel right now. So, (laughs) (laughs) Also, uh, what was your first CEO that you went to? Do you remember? Just, just, I, I... I think it was 2011 where the finals was Momochi versus Justin. Yeah, I, I think I think, that, I think it's that one. I think that might have been my first one too. Do you remember any of the players that you controlled I, in the tournament that I year? Think, uh, I, I think you guys commentated in a match of mine, which was versus Cubano Loco. No, you, you beat me at that CEO, I'm pretty sure. Oh, really? Oh. <laughs> Damn, I don't even remember. That, that was, remember. That was, that's how I met you, Mono, is you beat me in the tournament. You eliminated me, I think. Wow. So, you know. And now I invite you to first attack to eat meals with us. In yeah. Oh, wow. 
<laughs> exactly. So, uh, all right, James, hit him with the final question yeah. there. Yeah, where yeah, we'll be an- by the way, we'll be announcing first attack soon. This yes, week, okay. Ooh, announcement. Cool. Uh, what? Where does Mono come from anyway? The name Mono. <laughs> Man, that story. I really feel like you guys don't want to hear it. To <laughs> the story has nothing to do with gaming. Okay. Well, first of all. When I feel like when most of the people, at least up here, see that word, they think that you're like solo, like mono. Yeah, and like mono like and audio, like, yeah, mono stereo <laughs> yeah. and all that. Yeah. Anyway, okay, what's so the real story? Some people actually said mono from monocleosis. I'm like, oh. <laughs> well, that's at the same <laughs> root, I guess. Why not? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay, but the thing is that the mono thing actually came from high school. So, uh, a little embarrassing, too. So, okay, yes. high school, <laughs> sixth, sixth, seventh grade, maybe I was way smaller shorter i was very skinny i was i can say agile i can say that and there was a thing in puerto rico like they do this in school like they'll you know when you pass letters right among they would say like uh, they put a name and they would say like off oh, uh fulano de tal like uh, such and such person piña at lunchtime piña means that they're gonna gather up and they're just gonna do like a, a hit up with the knuckles on your back or on your head or whatever it's like a group thing that they do <laughs> that right so every every random day they would decide randomly who was going to be the person that they would hit with that so <laughs> my day came up and that day they weren't able to catch me because i was i short fast and small and agile somebody actually said man this fucking guy moves like a monkey jesus christ <laughs> and so they said mono and it got to a point that they would call me mono and be, the reason is because since i got a no i hated i you have no idea how much I hated being called Mono. <laughs> and Wait. since and what happens in high school, the more you hate it. Yeah, of course. Oh. That's your name so, now. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. It got to a point that I was like very frustrated with that and stuff. And there was, I remember there's this Perfect. one point in time where my mom actually I was so frustrated with that she told me once that, you know what? Sit down. And this is like the parent, <laughs> the parent yeah, uh-huh. advice moment. She gives me a cup of water, right? And she keeps it uh, half half empty, right? And she puts it on the table and she looks at me and she's like, how do you see that glass of water? And I'm like, uh, half empty? I'm like, that's your problem. <laughs> you, have to see things, you have to see the glass half full, not half empty. Wow. You need to like, uh, forget about whether people like, just realize that so many people know you because of this name now. And I remember that a few weeks after mm-hmm. the senior, there's a thing called the move up where it's when the seniors leave and then Next mm-hmm. grade goes up to where the seniors are, and they actually did a monkey trouble award or something like that. And it was obviously referring to me. Aww. I could have taken this moment in two ways either gotten really upset or acknowledging, you know what, fuck it, I'm just gonna have fun with it. And I decided to do the second one. And mm-hmm. after that, mm-hmm. I was just acknowledging the whole Mono thing. First <laughs> tournament I go, I'm getting there, the, ga- the word gamer tag did not exist. So they asked me, So what's your nickname? I'm like, What do you mean, my, what's my nickname? What do people call you? And I'm like, <laughs> and that was my first third strike event because in Soul Calibur they put my real name. And uh, third strike, I was like, well, I mean, they call me Mono, and I'm like, okay, well, I'll put Mono. Like, and it, it stuck. Well, and actually, sorry. the fun part about all this was people trying to decipher why I'm called Mono in games. We're like, <laughs> is he Mono because he uses Yun and he jumps a lot and moves around? Is it is it because of Yun? People are like trying to decipher mm-hmm, why Mono, mm-hmm. and it had nothing to do with anything gaming. Cool, man. Oh uh, yeah, that's the story behind it. That's I'm not awesome, sure if I want dude. you. I, I'm not sure if I want you to erase this part of the archive. 
but not yeah. gonna happen. Dude, yeah. that, that's uh, actually a great story, a, though. There's nothing to be embarrassed about that, dude. That's a great that's, story. That's one of the better ones. Like, yeah, I picked it when I was, you know, 12. Yeah. <laughs> that's why. No, that's, that's actually a good story. One of the better stories, for sure. Yeah. Uh, just to be super clear, it means monkey. If people didn't that get that, monkey. or if you don't know Spanish, then mm, it means monkey. Okay, okay. Hey, look, All right. mon- monkeys are kings in Chinese, right? So yeah, I'm seeing a few of the Puerto Rican people from my staff that are finding out today that that was the story. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I see him yeah. in there. All right, cool. Well, thanks a lot for coming on, dude. Congrats on your recent success and good luck in the future. Yeah, right. I'll see you guys in the next tournament. Hopefully, Texas Showdown or Combo yeah. Breaker or CEO or First Attack, obviously, probably. Sounds good. Sounds you got good. It. Can't wait. All right. Peace. Thanks for having me. Yep, thanks for coming right. on. Just as here as proof, Mario Canales <laughs> is private. It's the only one that's set to wow. private over here. So, Busted. sure, I'm sure it's a few years Busted. past. I'm sure he's. It's okay that we reveal. He's, that he's gonna call you up again. Like, damn it, James! Come <laughs> yeah. on, man. Busted. <laughs> oh, that monofella can talk, huh? Jeez. Dude, I mean, it was, it's, I loved no, hearing awesome. all that stuff. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm glad we had him on. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's move on to the old 5-5 matchup where yeah, we I mean, bloviate on some topic. It is one of those cool things, though, you know, to think about that. You know, I, I talked about the joke about him beating me at CEO. I remember being upset at the time. I was like, losing the spices back when I was actually good at Street Fighter Four. But what's mm-hmm. cool about it is the history right it's just i've known this guy for years he beat me at a tournament and like he said now he's inviting me out to eat at his tournaments here and it's like you know it's just cool to know that the fgc builds that kind of family you know i just it's just really neat to me anyway it's okay sorry i'm gonna get all emotional shout outs to the monkey yeah. All right, exactly. let's get it. Let's go on to the next topic. You gotta shock the monkey. Okay, let's Nobody knows that song. Five people. Literally know anyone song. ever. God, come on, guys. I know the song, but uh, nobody younger than me does. That's <sighs> <laughs> Man. All right. So let's start off by doing a topic from uh, stuff that we chose. And this topic is here's the question Is neutral? a social construct is it a social construct is it invented is it not real here's the tweet that he tweeted the tweet is neutral is a social construct one character normally has an advantage in any given situation anyway watch any fighting game playing strictly strong neutral is rarely what wins it's usually using your neutral to apply a blender of some sort that is mortal Kombat top player a foxy grandpa's opinion what do you guys think about that I mean, I have a lot to say on this, so I don't know if you just want me to go first and start, you know, blah, 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 blah about that, so. Uh, hopefully, hopefully with words, though. Is my, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. My all right, all right, all right. Let, me, let, me, let me explain my point of view. Blah, 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 and uh, I have gone to a very, very solid definition in my point, in my opinion. In fact, on our YouTube channel, I have a fighting game dictionary episode exactly about neutral, and it applies very closely to what Foxy Grandpa says. Uh, I guess he says that one character normally has an advantage in every given situation, but there are a lot of times in a game where they don't. 
where they're walking back and forth. And that's what I call neutral. Neutral, the whole goal, and if you watch my, and again, I didn't get to rib on Mono for stealing my series name, First Attack or anything like that, but uh, <laughs> in my First Attack episodes that I was doing again, I was leading up to this kind of uh, idea that all neutral is, is you fighting for the advantage. Right, so when not nobody has an advantage, that's the neutral game. As soon as you get the knockdown or you get them into a plus frame or whatever like that, neutral disappears. And so Foxy Grandpa is absolutely right, is that you know one character normally has the advantage. Now, there is enough time that they don't, that that is neutral, but neutral is, like he says, probably one of the smaller parts of fighting games because a lot of the time that you're playing one character has an advantage but the way that you want to look at neutral is that the whole point of neutral is to set up your advantage when you approach a fighting game and you want to learn how to beat someone you have to know the mix-up if you don't have a mix-up you can't open them up if there's one solution it's not a mix-up you have to have a mix-up, but now the question is, how do you get to that mix-up? By giving yourself advantage. How do you do that? By playing neutral. It's all the steps of a fighting game, in my opinion, is that it goes from neutral to gaining the advantage to the mix-up. If you don't understand that flow of a fighting game, then that is where you are going to suffer because then when you are in neutral, you have no idea what you're trying to do. If all you're trying to do is land that cool combo, or set up that one cool mix-up that you had. I was trying to teach somebody in Melty Blood this when the game first came out. They said, I'm using this character. I don't know how to win. And I was like, what's your mix-up? And he's like, I don't know. And I was like, okay, let's make up a mix-up. Now that we have this mix-up, how do you get to this advantageous position? He's like, I don't know. And I was like, okay, well, how do you play neutral? What are you trying to find? If I can hit you with this sweep, this sets this up, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, he was like, this is like mind-blowing stuff. <laughs> That's kind of how I approach it. The neutral game is for you to find a way to get the advantage to start your mix-up. So uh, I don't think it's as much as a social construct, but uh, more just I kind of took it and defined it in a way that I like to define things in general. Uh, but that's my long spiel about that. So that wasn't even that long. I thought I was going to be sitting here for way longer. <laughs> yeah, I was for a fifteen-minute junction. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Ready. Yeah. I mean, I think that that framework is useful. Talking about it as if there's there are these phases. Mm-hmm, I th- mm-hmm. I think that that's a useful way to view it. But I also think that, like many things that are kind of frameworks or models. Um, in particular situations, it often breaks down and doesn't really super apply to like little <laughs> minute things. Right. Um, it's just it's just kind of like a useful way to think about it broadly, maybe. Uh, I think that what Foxy says in part is is almost always true. It's almost always the case that one character has an advantage in any given situation. It's almost never the case that there's truly an even situation. Maybe it's only mirror matches, or it's you know very rare otherwise. And that's true even even if that doesn't mean one character has an extreme advantage, a, a knockdown situation into Oki or something like that. Very strong advantage, of course. Or you're at, you're at max screen versus a zoner. Like, obviously, very strong advantage. Mm-hmm. Those, are, those are sharp. But in, in even what we call neutral, almost never the case is it truly neutral. One yes. character's footsies are better. One character converts into Oki or damage better. Almost always. 
Um, and so, yeah, it's useful only in the sense of just kind of thinking about things broadly, but in terms of, of really applying or, uh, or of really um, uh, narrowing down in on exactly how to play a fighting game, I think it's rarely a useful concept. I think instead uh, the useful concepts are more about what, what the advantages and, and the mm-hmm. disadvantages. Those are the more, um, more useful concepts in most situations. How do you, how do you get into, you, into a stronger advantage? How do you escape a disadvantage are probably better questions. But yeah, again, I mean, talking about neutral it can, can still be useful. It's just not as useful when, in concrete little situations. Right. I mean, well... well Oh, go ahead. Man, I, I have, like, for 40 minutes been trying to get anything said. You guys are just like, <laughs> hold it. Like, I don't even. You got to yell. You know tonight. that. You yeah. know that. Listen, man, I got cut off so many times in the interview, I gave up. <laughs> you got to yell. Anyways, uh, I don't even know what I was going to say anymore. Oh, oh I, my I, God. I, I was going to say now. Uh, yeah, no, I, I agree that uh, everybody, uh, that, that there's always an advantage a neutral for someone at some point, always. Uh, it's very rarely, like you said, maybe a mirror matches where that doesn't, where that isn't at least minutely true. However, I don't think no neutral is just a social construct. I don't think neutral is something we're making up. Uh, and I think a really strong example would be Marvel top eight this past weekend at Frosty Faustings. When you think of Marvel and you think of like Zero and Magneto and Virgil, you're thinking, oh, you get one touch and you win the whole game. Like that's like the Marvel three meme since 2011. You get one touch, you can win the whole game. Like in some cases it's true. But if you watch Ray Ray and Evasion playing Mm -hmm. in grand finals, every fucking game went to like 90 Marvel seconds, which is like two and a half real minutes. Mm -hmm. You know, like every game is them fighting just just to try to touch one another. Uh, so I, I don't think it's this made up thing like money or country borders. You know, I, I think it's an actual physical thing that you can uh, see example. applied. Yeah. No, I mean, Excellent honestly, example. it is one of the reasons why Marvel 3 has become one of my favorite fighting games is because Such as it's matured. It, the neutral is so good in that game. <laughs> well, but this is this is how it is in my experience in very damaging, very risky games. Mm-hmm. When that's true, you know that the risk of getting hit is the risk of losing a round like right away. Yes. And so you need to be really careful about getting hit, and you have to be really cautious. And if you're overly risky, you're just going to lose a lot. So it may seem weird, but I think in many cases, games that have or characters that have a ton of damage output or a ton of extra excellent mix-ups don't actually do them all that often because instead what you're really looking for is how to avoid getting got at, at, right. at even, you know, higher cost of, of getting the other person got. Right. And, you know, to, to, to what I was going to say uh, earlier, uh, basically kind of, you know, talking about what David said, you know, the reason why my favorite matchup maybe of all history is Guile versus Ryu in Super Turbo is because literally, like David was saying, there is no neutral in that situation. Literally, full screen, Ryu has an advantage. Guile moving in slightly, Guile has an advantage. Moving slightly in closer, Ryu has an advantage. Moving slightly in closer, Guile has an advantage. And it's literally like that. That's like one of... And so, even though nobody's truly at neutral, what I describe, like I said, as neutral is fighting for that advantage. 
right? So you guys trying to find the position to move yourself, and the reason why in that matchup is particularly interesting is because Guile's a charge character. So moving forward, he has to sacrifice a lot of stuff, so he can't just walk back and forth fighting for those distances. But to me, that's what neutral is, is fighting for your advantage. So in most fighting games, because the distance determines who has the advantage, you trying to move your distance back and forth is the neutral. You're, David's right. You're constantly switching with who has an advantage, and it's never really actually neutral. But, you know, there's a difference between being able to walk in and out of advantage reigns and being put into a negative block stun or being knocked down kind of advantage, right? Two different kind of levels of advantage. So um, I agree. I Most of the time, mo neutral as a term as nobody has an advantage is not true because someone almost always has the advantage. However, sure. I describe neutral as you're fighting for that advantage, whether it's walking or walking backwards. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the know. words we use in the FGC to describe things are not perfect translations of what they actually mm -hmm. are. Mm -hmm. For example, if I hit someone in the face as they're standing up, nobody's going to think, oh, he hit them real meaty. Like, that's not that's not how things work <laughs> in real life. So neutral just kind of our word, to, you know, yeah. catch all, your know, footsies, it's a, exactly. It's all made up. But, I mean, Foxy in, terminology, Grandpa, anyway. in the chat, uh, expanding on his own tweet, uh, goes as far to say that neutral advantage and disadvantage can be things like when two RoboCops, one one of them has a life lead and the other one doesn't. Well, obviously, if you're both full screen, mm -hmm. the one with more life has the yep. advantage. So it's yeah, it's very hard to say that neutral is actually right. neutral. It's yeah. it's not. It's just a another <laughs> catch-all term that we have. Man, we if we could go back in time and like rename things to make them make more mm -hmm. sense, that'd be great. But we're kind of stuck with what we got for now. <laughs> that ain't how words work, buddy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like honestly. The reason, the only, uh, before I made that fighting game di dictionary, before I really tried to define what neutral was, there was a tweet that was like, what does neutral actually mean? And I agree, like, it just, it meant nothing. And, you know, the only reason why I tried to give it my own spin as a definition is so I could present it to people in a way that made a lot more sense. But neutral for sure does not mean someone doesn't have an advantage or a disadvantage, that they're even. <laughs> yeah, right. But in order to describe it, you kind of have to talk about it that way. But yeah. The nooch. Yeah, the by the way, neutral's not even that old of a word in fighting game context. It sure isn't. It's like five years old. Like it's yeah, really it definitely, not old. We definitely didn't say it back when the Street Fighter no. 4 days. We just called no. that footsies. We called that yeah. fundamentals. Everything was back then. Fundamentals. Fundamentals. Yeah. Fundamentals. Footsies. Yeah. It was all, we just didn't have a word for it yet. I guess somehow we just got landed on neutral. Yeah, footsies yeah was... and, and in, other, in other games, we would say like air footsies in Marvel. We'd say air <laughs> footsies in Melee. That's true. Yeah, neutral. we did say air, the air footsies. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Ugh. I mean, I, I like it was, neutral it better was, than air footsies. It was at one point in time where Bucktooth kind of defined the, the, the RPS of footsies that really were the neutral I felt like started. Actually, he might have just called it the RPS of footsies. So I don't even think it was neutral back then either. I, so. I don't know who came up with it, but it, I really feel like it's like five years old. <laughs> it's yeah. really uh, not. Uh, I'm claiming it. I came up with it until proven well, otherwise. Yeah. I invented it. Yeah. It's me. <laughs> Tubboard did it, it all. It was it was tub all along. It was tubo all along. Dun, 
dun, dun, dun, dun, dun, dun. Every, I've, I've turned into my dad where everything you say it's reminds him of a song. Jeez. That's not I mean, even... I, I, do that, I do that too, James, but I do it in, in my head and it's usually like obscure right. rap songs. And it's show tunes. Yeah. Don't you know what that's from, David? That was no, I don't, from I like couldn't last tell what you were singing, year, dude. dude. That was no, last that, that was from WandaVision. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was I could not tell. All along. Dun, dun, you watched dun, it, man. Come dun, on. Dun, 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 dun. Golly gumdrops. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I think we're done here. All right. We're done Let's here. Move Let's on move on to the, on the next, next one. one. All right. Jinx. The 5-5 five, five question. Uh, oh, shoot. I forgot to I say. I can't believe you didn't say jinx. You always say jinx. I was so I know. ready to I go. Just, I was like, well, you didn't say it the exact same time, so it was different. Ready to go. All right. Here's what we're going to do. We got two viewer 5-5 five, five questions today. It's not a lot. It's not a long list. We got a thousand mailbag questions. And a bajillion. A bajillion and a half. <laughs> To remind everybody, we are nowadays picking just a couple of the mailbag questions. Um, so please, and, please do be aware we, in the future. Unless we do the uh, the, the after show. Where yes, we, indeed. You know, Correct. Where we just hang out and talk about stuff. So uh, let's get this going. Well, let me start reading what we got here. Number one, Killer Instinct introduced AI fighters that learn with its shadow fighters. Do you think fighting games would benefit from similar AI fighters? And number two, a druid grants you the ability to mash together one fighting game event with another style of event of your choice in any genre. Which two events do you want to put together? <laughs> I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> there you go. There's the two questions. So we only got two of them. Vote on which one as that you will. Take uh, on the poll has not been created yet. The poll okay. has not been created yet. I forgot the way that the poll is going, is going to work is you're going to type in exclamation point there we and go. then one or exclamation point and then two. Yep. All right. Are we good to go? Yes. Go. Let's go. Vote. Subs get two votes. Subs do get two votes. That is correct. So vote as much as you want uh, if you are a sub because there's only two categories. And so... Unlike people who actually yeah, use their two votes, on one. yeah. Unlike people who actually stack it on one question, which is lame, which is a terrible way one. to do it. I don't even know if stacking it on one works. Does that? It works because I, I get my Moobot notifications. Oh, interesting. And I get okay. two of them, and I always stack my vote. Ah, stacking vote. I see. You know, this tells you how how my brain works. I had never considered stacking votes. It was never a thing that came into my head, so. Got to stack the votes, baby. Rank yeah. choice, and my other choice gets zero. <laughs> <laughs> now, let's see. I don't see any numbers going up at this point in oh, time. Oh, it looks like two is way ahead. Yeah, I think we are going to go ahead and call it on that because I don't see the numbers going up. All right, let's go to, I'm going to close the thing down and uh, archive this poll. So, yes, we are doing number two, where a druid grants you ability to mash together one fighting game event with one other event style of your choice. Which two events do you want to mash together? So, let's see if I can get this set up over here. Boof, there we go. What do you guys say? Shout outs to druids. I just that's not, that's not the question, David. What do you mean? I, I didn't say David and expect you to say shout outs to druids. <laughs> just leave it at that. <laughs> Answer the question, you dork. 
I'm not a dork. You just said shout-outs to druids. That's literally what a dork would say. Actually, in elementary school, some kids did call me David the Dork. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been that. I would have been the one shoving you in your locker when he's like, get in your locker, uh, David the Dork. Actually, yeah. uh, I was nice one of the taller is, and stronger kids, but I was definitely a oh, big David. dork. <laughs> yeah, if David was actually small, skinny, and agile, then he would have been called David the Monkey for the rest of his life. Oh, so. boy. What a... What a... <laughs> lucky chance that i escaped that fate um what what events and what style should i, I mean, match look, together uh, what i'll say right now is like you know we have events like this already which is great right so ceo probably the best example adding the wrestling stuff where they had the njpw you know what I about a uh, splash and smash that's a pretty good example too water park with yeah with smash. <laughs> okay uh, that's another one. Uh, I've talked about ECT, how Joe has mixed it all with the music fandom that he has. You know, those kind of things are some of my favorite events, being able to mash a couple of things together. Interestingly enough, I've thought about it myself and, you know, what kind of things that I would want to mash together. And I'm not even really sure I have a good answer because I could joke and be like, oh, I would do Tetris, but Puyo Puyo Tetris shows up at, you know, fighting game events. Yeah, that- I was at anyway. Frosty's like two or three years ago. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. So I don't yeah. even think that would count as a as a choice, you know. All right. Well, I've had this idea for a real long time, and I've like jokingly pressured Rick to add this to Combo Breaker, but he won't do it because okay. he's a coward. But what <laughs> uh-huh. I would like to do, I would like to host a MMA fighting game tournament where the fighting game players sign waivers. And can sign up to be eligible to compete in an actual MMA match. And the reason I want to do this is because I will fight any of you motherfuckers. Let's go. Get in the ring with me. You swear to God you won't. But seriously, I do think it will be really, really cool to see fighting game players actually fight. Because like, Not that it would be like good fights. Not that I expect them to be athletes. But it would just be hilarious to see a bunch of people I know just wailing on each other. I would... I would I would think it's really funny. That's why I want to see it. it How like- big are these fighting arenas? If big enough, the octagon. octagon. Oh, just the regular yeah. octagon. I was just yeah. I was just reminded recently that there was one when Hakan first was revealed. Capcom did an event where you could actually like go oil Turkish wrestling with like some dude or something like that. Did I they do it? I'm like saying, that? man, like we we could do actual physical things. So I can't and remember. And put them that. on Twitch, and they would get bajillions of views. Look, I will say early 2000s, and I won't name names, but somebody actually wanted to run a tournament with like stripper poles and stuff like that. This oh, is like, this I will is just... say names. That actually happened, James. Wait. That happened in St. Louis. Did it really? Did that actually happen? In St. Louis. The tournament series was called St. Louis Ultimate Tournament Series. And that's that's an acronym. That's an acronym. Oh, yeah, okay, it is a good name. St. Louis Ultimate (laughs) Tournament Series. Uh Dude, that's not who I was thinking of. You get the lap dance from strippers. That actually was a real thing long ago. Wow. I was just about to say that. Been twice, I believe. I think there's two of them. So I only brought it up because it was supposedly a bad idea that nobody should do, like people no, no, getting hurt and wrestling. Nobody should do. Think about you just won CVS two in like the year two thousand four. You're like, 
19 years old and some weird stripper walks up to you after you win and wants to give you a lap dance like get out of here lady i want to do blanca roll cancel combos i don't want you in my face like i'm there to play video games you know i'm sure oh underground tournament spectacular that's what it was sorry st louis underground tournament spectacular my bad God. Sorry, it was a uh, long time ago. Oh, boy. All right, David, what Shout would you match together? Me. Would you match uh, together tournaments and hockey so you could beat up on little kids? I can do that in fighting games anyway. Damn. No, I would Damn. I would match together... Um, let's see. I would match together, like, fighting game tournaments and an academic conference. And we would have presentations, and we would have... What are you shaking your heads for? This sounds so That's great. So what? <laughs> that idea is worse than mine somehow. <laughs> no, it's not. somehow possible. That is that is who would watch that? Everyone knows we're all a bunch of big dumbos. Nobody wants to like. I'd rather get beat up in front of a bunch of people <laughs> than made to look stupid in front of a bunch of people. No question. No, you don't have to look stupid. You just you're going yeah, there. If you're actually smart. I would. I'm never changing. I'm never also changing has. that label ever again, David. I'm just letting you know right now. It worked so. out great. It, worked, it all worked out great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I'm not saying that you're the one who has to give the presentation. I'm saying that you get to enjoy, like, uh, some presentation on the War of the Roses or something. You know, whatever weird stuff. What's new in archaeology this week? Like, something What's like, cool. new in archaeology? Literally nothing. It's all old. That's shit. not really true. Like, no, it's not true. all the time. They actually found a dinosaur-esque creature no, I was that the was joke so that you're digging up old. I understand. Yeah. Okay, yeah. but uh, still, they found a dinosaur whose blood was so well preserved and was still liquefied that they might actually be able to try to clone this creature. I think that they said that I had not heard try. about that. Wow. Yeah, that is kind of frightening. Have we not, not all seen even. Jurassic Park, dude? I mean, Come seriously. on. Dinosaurs would be adorable. They're going to have feathers and shit. They're not going to look anything like dude, they yeah. did in Jurassic have you Park. Seen, have you seen the, 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 the tweets of like where they show the animal skull and they show what our dinosaur would it be? Would it, what, 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 how we would imagine the dinosaur? And it turns out the skull is like from an otter or a hippopotamus. And like yeah, they're the most adorable yeah. looking creatures, but their skulls are just terrifying yeah you can't tell that's all yeah. by looking at something like that unless you're an expert yeah yeah we could have a presentation on like hey maybe the 28th amendment to the constitution was ratified and is now officially law or maybe it's not and let's have an argument about that like there could just be so many cool who do you who do you about. think fighting like have you been to a fighting game tournament before <laughs> here's Ever? one th one thing i'll who say about feeling to one thing i'll say about the fighting game community and this is true is that I feel like the people I know in the FGC are, on average, more intelligent and more thoughtful than the people who I knew in in uh, law, law school, school, the other lawyers who I know. Um, so I think I think there's a lot of smarties, man. I th and I think a lot of people would like to know very interesting you, topics like you have a way more optimistic view of the general population. Here's an in-depth exploration had, of Tesla coils. You don't think that? I think people will be into it. Listen, man, only reason I would go is so then I can make fun of you with Tesla coil information later. That's the only, I would just want to collect dork stuff to make fun of you with that you understood in your dark brain level. I'm <laughs> so like, in. If you, if you want to make, implications. if you want to make jokes to me about things like that, I would be all for it.
God, what terrible idea can I think of now? Just a it doesn't match. have to be terrible. It could be great. Yeah, like I mine. Mean, it can be great. <laughs> I need to match the level of terribleness that these other two have come up with. We've got a big giant, uh, you know, injured players potential, and then we've well, I mean, the FGC body. Uh, Facebook group would really appreciate David's event, I think. So, um, <laughs> uh, um, bodied is a group where people get caught like falling asleep at events, sitting up. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, oh, wow. Yeah, All right. Yeah, Good yeah, reference. Exactly. Though. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. What would I mix it with? What would I mix? I would mix it with um, uh, eating pocky. That's what I would do. I would make a pocky fighting game of. <laughs> <laughs> been tried and it didn't work let me tell you gross dude i mean it worked well yeah you know for me. now that i think about it that way tupperware your idea is basically chess boxing which is a thing yeah dude that's what i'm really? saying oh dang. chess boxing is real yep that's what yeah. i'm hey, saying dude, Necrom it's, it's okay real. necromancy black has the best answer for me right there is mixing an fg event with a cat cafe do you know how mm. no salty person would exist out there because they would be like i lost and then they'd go hug a cat and then See, they'd be like Whatever. i'd be so worried that somebody would just get mad and just like boot a cat because I've seen fighting game players do terrible things when they're angry. That person would get exploded. Oh, yeah. I mean, they would absolutely get beat down immediately. But, like, yeah. I just would worry for the safety of the cats. What if you're popping off and a cat's, like, two feet from you and you they jump would... out of your chair and the cat gets stomped? The cats Poor are all in front of the monitors, by the way. Nobody can actually see so, yeah, any exactly, of the Exactly, right? There are the monitors or on the last tournament. You know? Uh, uh, actually, yeah. I might do what Daigo did that one time now that I think about it, is that he ran the fighting game slash karaoke tournament. Mm. I think that would actually be amazing. That, Wait, is karaoke part of the tournament? Like, do you yeah. have to compete in karaoke? Yeah, so, like, the players actually played each other, and then afterwards, they had to, like, sing against each other and, and see who wow. sang better. Yeah. All right. Choco Blanca was amazing, by the way. Uh, okay. A couple of those guys were really surprising at how... I think I remember Goichi was, like really spot on too so you know you, yeah but that was a that was a cool event well i, think I like weirdo neo that's the one i'm betting on all right weirdo neo is a good choice actually that's who i'm betting neo on is a good choice because he actually made it to his national contest in top eight so all right well in the end james's idea and brock's idea were almost the same <laughs> people go to the event with the cat in front of them and they get uh mad about the cats and they get beat up right away it's basically yep. the same idea in the end that ends in the same way someone's getting punched <laughs> somebody's me. gonna get punched <laughs> somebody's gonna catch hands irl absolutely oh, all right are we all doing right. mailbag Is that we're on. so we picked our own mailbag questions here for you guys yeah hold that and yeah, so yeah, we're gonna see. just uh, do whatever mailbags that we feel like. Uh, what yeah. did we agree on in the end? Did we? Do, are we doing three or just two? Are we just doing? Are we doing five? Oh no, David already has them marked down over here. Okay, so the first question here uh, oh, is oh, yeah. from. Good job, past me. Finally Hello. setting up future David for success. I know. God, that past David's always a jerk. I can't believe he was cool this time. He's a dork, dude. <laughs> He's uh, a big dork. Investigation Cone via Twitter asks, in honor of Bijanay's La Chancla Super in KOF, uh, what is your favorite mundane attack in any fighting game? 
First of all, is it really Bijanay? Uh, I don't know. In the in the trailer, they called her B Jenny. They just said Jenny. I've heard it. It's B Jenny. Okay, that, well, there's the fourth. I was about to say, I've heard it at least three ways. I've heard that what you just said, and I've heard Jenny, and I've heard Janet. And I don't know which one of those is right, but whatever. And- I don't know. Jenny sounds like the right way to do it. I don't know. Like, that just. Jenny. Yeah, uh huh. I mean, is she French? I don't know. I feel like that's a French name, right? Like, I feel like, I don't know. It could be. Dude, I don't. Don't ask me, man. I'm asking you guys. Anyways, favorite mundane attack would have to be um, Agano's Flick. Good answer. Good answer. I like that. My favorite mundane attack is Q Stan Roundhouse, where he just like puts his leg out at you, (laughs) and he, uh, (laughs) yeah, it's not even like, it's a kick, I guess, but like it's really just like his leg goes straight all of a sudden. But man, it is so cool looking, and he makes a weird grunt while doing it, as he tends to do. (laughs) What a sick character! Oh, what a Uh, cool guy. My favorite. You get pushed back really far away. Chun Li punishes with Super R too. You know, you know how it goes. You know, you know, third strike. Yeah, yeah. Um, my favorite mundane attack is basically uh, everything that uh, BB Hood does, because uh, she's mm-hmm. hitting you with things that she didn't mean to hit you with, you know. And uh, you know, you have characters like Phoenix Wright who like throw the papers, and they just happen to be hitting you by accident. But the reason why BB Hoods is the best is because. She's actually super evil and she's pretending to hit you by accident. Like, it's all part of the ploy. It's all part of the lore. And I think that, like, she's avoiding the mole on the ground. So she hops forward with her knee and kicks you. She's swiping at butterflies and she hits you in the face, you know. But then she pulls out the machine gun or she throws the grenade and her eyes get all dark and evil. And, like, yeah, she's basically the greatest, one of the greatest fighting game uh, characters ever. So It's a shame she was never in Marvel 3. Actually, she would have been sick in Marvel Three. Yeah, I think she would. I she really wanted been, her yeah. in Marvel Three. Yeah, yeah. she was in that Marvel was Two. Those were the characters I wanted. Yeah, she was in Marvel Two. Did not make Marvel Three. So, wow, Mikey, sick. are you serious? She's named after kind of Jean Benet Ramsey. Are you serious? No, that can't be right. Why? I mean, Mikey tends to know what he's talking about, so I don't know, but. <laughs> It really is. Oh, boy. <sighs> uh, did SNK know anything about the story there? Or did they just think the name was nice? Did they, they happen probably, to like, hear it on yeah, the radio know, one time? Right? And they were like, nice name. We won't look into this any further. Uh, wow. Hey, look. It's the Big Nathan camp. Oh, big chunk of a cat. <gasps> All right. Next question. All right. Next question. Can't change Nathan it. can't breathe. Oh no, Nathan. Dude, did you, did you see that? There was a comic out there where there's like a there was like a Grim Reaper sitting on a chair and he's like, Alright, time to go to work, and a cat goes on his lap and he's like, Oh no! And then the next panel is a newspaper headline that says, Humans have become immortal. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, it's pretty much the way it goes. So Mailbag. Uh, so <laughs> 
this question. Oh my god. Uh, oh my yeah. Shout outs to you guys and your questions, by the way, and uh, your responses to the questions. Uh, this question is from Nothing Excess via Twitter, who says, A warlock opens a portal into the unknown. Through this portal, you are told you can reach in and pull out a fighting game that you know, but with two changes of your choice. The game is still recognizably the same. Which game do you reach for, and with what changes? And uh, just to follow up with that, wait, wait. Let's let's an- let's answer the question first, and then we'll then we'll do the the follow up. Sure. Okay. Okay. Fair. First enough. of all, shout out to Nothing Excess for running the table on both the five five matchup and also the mailbag. Congratulations. Oh, dang. Okay. Congratulations. Oops, that's not what I was trying to You've do. You've done it. All right. So obviously, I select Street Fighter Three Third Strike. Chun Li is not in the game, and Ganajin is twice as long for a bar. <laughs> Bam. Bam. <laughs> Bam. That's it. Mm, nailed it. But that's one. But well, you like to game. play Q, and how does that help Q? It just uh, takes away one bad matchup out of how many characters in the game. Yeah, but I mean, I don't want to just buff Q. That wouldn't be Ooh. interesting. I yeah, thought it was sorry, two sure. games. Fair I enough. thought it was two games. Oh, it's one game with two one changes. One game, two, one two game changes. With two changes. Yeah. So that's the best answer. What What are you guys' second places? I mean, honestly, I, my, my first answer, when I thought it was two games, one of my answers was Third Strike. I wouldn't delete Chun-Li from the game. I would give Chun-Li's her, not in the game. I would give her one Kikosho. I mean, one Hoyokusen. So she could only have one Hoyokusen, and then I would make it so that uh, Yun does not gain meter post Ganajin combo until the combo is over. Those are the two legit changes that I would put into that game. I did not. But I pick Marvel it. 3. Okay, go for it. And go I'd for take it. TAC Infinites. And okay. I'd add rollback okay. netcode. And we'd have the greatest fighting game of all time. Okay. Pretty good answer, to be honest. <laughs> That's a good, answer. good answer. Yeah. Uh, yep. One of my answers was also uh, Alpha 3. I would take away the crouch canceling Infinites. And then I would also make it so that uh, custom combos are activated by two quarter circles back plus the two buttons. And those are the two changes that I would make for uh, Alpha 3. And then I think Alpha 3 would be super, super cool. Well, those are all pretty good answers, you know? All pretty good. Good job, everybody. But again, let me put the question onto this uh, screen over here so we can refresh your memory. A warlock opens a portal... Uh, Oops, hang on a second. A warlock opens a portal into the unknown. Through this portal, you are told you can reach in and pull out a fighting game that you know, but with two changes of your choice. The game is still recognizably the same. Which game do you reach for and with what changes? In response to that, Zed Tabani gives us this question. Follow-up question. After pulling out the two games... What do you do with the knowledge that there is a warlock on the material plane that can open portals, which is dangerous and threatens the security of the entire planet, but he's just decided to pull out fighting games from it? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Nice work. Oh, man. Yeah, I love this follow-up. All right, here's what I do. I take out that warlock, man. I take him right out. Why? Why How do you take out a warlock? Well, he's not going to use his portal for anything except for fighting games, so I feel like I could just get him. He's just there. He's not using his magic for other... According to the question, I mean, according to the question... You could just get him. You could just get him. And I I put him in jail or something. I don't know. I mean, I don't want somebody on Earth who is 
magical or who is superhuman or something like that no i you know all these all these stories where it's like uh you know how like how dare you be upset that there are like immortals or that there are superheroes or whatever you normals how dare you be upset about that i would be upset i don't want that no i don't want to do like a <laughs> x-men genocide or whatever. so yeah i'll say so you're telling me that if x-men were real you would <laughs> Be on the Yumi side. <laughs> I, w- I don't know about that stuff. Yeah, that's messed up, David. But I also like so much about you. But I don't. I don't want there to be superheroes in real life. That would be ass. I just want everybody to be human and mortal and have to make more or less the same decisions about things. But then, if there are gods, effectively, they, who can do whatever they want, totally different story. I would hate to live in a world with Superman. That would be awful. I don't want Superman. No. Well, look. No. I would actually pay the Warlock. I would take the Warlock and I would pay him money to be the main attraction at the Fighting Game History Museum. Because then every day we could have a presentation about every fighting game in existence because he can pull it out from the portal. It's like, hey, let's talk about time killers. And he'd be like, cabinet, time killers. And then we could learn about time killers and we could play time killers. Remember that one fighting game that you can't find anymore that's obscure and probably doesn't exist? Guess what? Wizard can bust that shit right out of the portal. And there it is. And we can learn about that fighting game in its exact replicable form. He would be so useful to the history of fighting games. You know, you were making fun of me for doing my academic slash fighting game event and this is what you come out with 10 minutes later dude if all he does is pull fighting games out of portals and that's oh, all man. he does he's not a threat to anybody he's a boon he's amazing people who go to that either of you have time to do anything to this warlock when you'd be busy playing marvel 3 with rollback <laughs> that's you're right how are you worried, why are you right. worried about this warlock you're what right what is wrong with you <laughs> Who cares? Yeah, whatever you want, Warlock. Yeah, I don't care, man. I'm playing. I'm playing Marvel. My boy, Dual Kevin. It's, you know, <laughs> lag free. It's incredible. Thank you, Mr. Warlock. It's like it's like in Futurama when uh, when the humans and and robots start hooking up with each other. <laughs> Just nobody gets anything done. <laughs> yeah, man. Just, yeah, it's, that's that's why Marvel Three doesn't have good netcode. It would ruin. It would ruin her. It would ruin society. <laughs> yeah, it would. It would break down. COVID would go away because no one would leave their house anymore. <laughs> oh man. Well, yeah, that's part of why I like uh, the Watchmen so much. Is the is it kind of explores what is like what is it like in a world that actually has a superhero yeah, and everybody course, else is just a human. Like that is well, that's, that's actually what I was gonna say when you said you don't want to have a Superman because that's you know the boys and Homelander and. That's probably right, more accurate than yeah, Superman exactly. could be like. Right. And, and on this earth, in this realm of reality, chances are Superman would be a big old piece of shit. So yeah. Yeah. that's what makes him special. That's why people like Superman. And plus another thing, too, is I think in this environment, half the people would want to try to kill Superman for real. And then he would end up killing everybody else. And then that would just be disaster so listen man only way i'd be pissed off about superheroes being real is if i didn't have a power and even then i'd still yeah. be supporting and you I'd be wouldn't. supporting the muties you wouldn't you have a power that. listen man i'm quite special i would probably have a power Let's you're special honest. but Has you're not Tumo I mean, ever gone through Genesis? do we really know what his special power would be i'm just saying you, out of the three of us weak. who is who has saved a life 
it turned out to not be real, but who <laughs> yeah, thought um, it was real? Nobody? Okay. Who thought it was real? This well, one, all right? Yeah, yeah, you did. You did. Yeah. Take that, superhero. Yeah, well, you're you're definitely oh, closer to being a hero than me. Well, congratulations. That's just not. You're a. Sure, I'll sort of say yeah, sure. <laughs> well, then, <laughs> even, then yeah, we're sure. all going to give give the actual the, the the best superhero in the FGC would be Yipes for yeah. having actually Truly saved did. a human life. Yeah, he did jump That's down true. on the tracks, <laughs> jumping down onto the tracks and uh, saving. Uh, yeah, someone. So there you go. And hurting himself in the process. Congrats mm. to you. Well, re-hurting himself. Congrats. Well, yeah. 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 Like, congrats to you blowing out his knee. Thanks, David. Yeah. Okay. You know, he maybe could have phrased it better. Somebody, man. He still <laughs> saved somebody when no one else did a damn thing. Okay. We don't focus oh, on the injury. Man. We focus on the actual like. Uh, in case people don't know, uh, old good man job, Michael. on the subway. Because New York doesn't have gates for some strange reason, fell onto the tracks, and while everybody sat by and screamed, Yipes immediately with his FGC reactions jumped down, hurt himself, helped lift the old man up on his hurt leg so that everybody else could carry him out, and then everyone carried Yipes out. But he was the only one that actually acted. So there you go. Yipes. See, if we did have superheroes in the world, I would want Yipes to be a superhero because he would be an awesome superhero. Yeah, if Yipes, like, as himself now, suddenly became a superhero, that'd be great. If he grew up being a superhero, I think, I think it's a boy's situation. But if he, yeah. if it, if he currently different. as himself, yeah, he would be a great superhero for sure. Welp! <laughs> no hangout sessions did we overextend the, the time again or? We, we did yeah okay okay cool yeah we uh somehow keep doing that i guess all right well that's fine <laughs> yep uh anything else you want to say oh yes else? actually there are a couple other things that i wanted to mention some Ooh. upcoming stuff okay some upcoming stuff so this uh february 6th which is on Sa sunday um is the icfc special winter cvs2 first to 10 and i just wanted to highlight that that will be a really good match that will be on majin obama's twitch channel twitch.tv slash m-a-j-i-n-o-b-a-m-a and again it'll be cvs2 first to 10 it will be uh uwb versus gal and it's gonna be super sick um very interesting to watch and then there's also going to be this weekend Southeast Mayhem will be happening uh, February 4th to 6th. So that will be this full weekend. And this is notable because it's the people who were at CEO who were the older couple who played Marvel. Oh. Yeah, it's their event. They're working this super is, hard on it too. This is their event. Yeah. Okay. And it has, okay. it has about 100 people already attending. You can still sign up for it. Uh, check it out. That will be in Georgia, in Tifton, Georgia. So if you are That's in that awesome. area, check it out. They got all sorts of games, basically all the main fighting games that you know and love, as well as some other stuff like Fortnite and Apex and Call of Duty, etc. But check it out. That's yeah. very, very cool. I hope and that it goes well. 
And obviously, uh, some other important things to Biken was released in Guilty Gear Strive. Have not had oh, a yeah, chance to try Biken out. Uh, I did. So I, I haven't had a chance to test her out yet. I, I'm sad because I really want to test her out because she looks dope. Um, she is. And then KOF 15, they decided to drop the whole DLC roster, like the first two teams, like n already. Is now. that the entire DLC for the first season? Or uh, they said it's the first Fighters Pass. They said there's a second one coming mm. out later this year. I don't know if that means they're going to be two separate passes to buy or how that works, uh, but that's what they said. So it looks like they have four teams planned for this year, which is, you know... 12 characters, which is a lot. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so the first team announced was Team Garu, which is funny that they're delving into the Garu Mark of the Wolves because yeah. Fatal Fury is just called Garu. And, but, you know, it's Team Garu, and it's uh, Rock, B-Jenny, or B-Jenay, whatever it is, uh, and Gato. And then the second team with the biggest glow-up ever is going to be Team uh, Southtown, which is the villains of Southtown, which are Geese, Billy, and Yamazaki for the first time officially together on a team. And mm. that just makes my OCD happy. So, like, I love that. Just like when they put the sacred treasures on the same team. So I love the fact that they have Geese, Billy, Yamazaki on the same team. Uh, so that's coming out. Uh, well, that's a great question, 16-bit, about how Rock can be fully grown and all that stuff like that. KOF 14 definitely established a reboot uh, kind of kind of world-changing villain. So I think that they're using that to try to merge the timelines because Fatal Fury and King of Fighters have separate timelines. They're actually like on different multiverses. And so, like, I think they're actually trying to consolidate them all now with this. Um, Fighting game lore sucks. Fighting game lore. <laughs> as far as DLC reveal being before the game launch, I mean, whatever. That's the business practice of the modern world. We all know who that is or how that is. Fighting game developers need to make money. Games typically cost more to make than people expect to buy them for. That's the world, man. Right. I mean, because that's the thing is that, you know, Art of Fighting was supposed to be uh, taking place like back in the 60s and the 70s. So Ryo is not even supposed to be the same age as like Terry Bogard and those and such. So when they started making the story, like that's why like Geese is dead in the Fatal Fury timeline, but he's alive in the King of Fighters timeline. So, again, it's just it's it's all, you know, different so, yeah, Art of Fighting 2, Geese is young. He's the main bad guy, and it's young Geese uh, because it was supposed to take place. And, in fact, Buriki 1 comes out, and re it takes place in modern times, and old Ryo is in it. So old man Ryo is one of the fighters in that game. So Southeast um, Mayhem also has a bunch of pop bonuses for a bunch of the different games, so they're really putting their money in. They, they rented a hotel. Like It's a whole, oh, that's so whole cool. big thing. Like Check it out. And right. if you want to watch, you can... Watch it on the Twitch at twitch.tv slash datafgc. And also, uh, Capcom Pro Tour posted up a bunch of their stuff. They're having a no-neutral 5v5. I guess, what is this? Team Rob TV versus Team Brian F or something like that? That's right. It's how it's going to work. They've mm -hmm. also posted up the matchups. That'll be for the exhibition. Uh, Combo Breaker has an announcement of an announcement. We don't know anything about that yet. And uh, finally, the DBFZ World Championship Finals uh, hasn't been canceled, but has been postponed indefinitely. 
Correct. So we will see when that will actually finally be able to take place. So there you There's go. There's your roundup. All right. Well, mm-hmm. congrats to everybody for watching and for hanging out. Good job to you guys. Hey, man, I really had a good time at Frosty's over the weekend. It was super great. And I'm very excited to potentially go to more fighting game events, provided that they take yeah. safety seriously in the same way, which I hope and expect that they will. So Yeah, by the time we get to April of Texas Showdown and, you know, hopefully around May for Combo Breaker and such, hopefully, God, knock on wood. I mean, we've been saying this for two years. Yeah, now. I mean, maybe maybe the world's going to be bad. And even if it is, as long as they have the kind of precautions that Frosty's has, uh, I'm planning to go. Alrighty. Uh, and again, for me, it's not even necessarily the events that I'm worried about. It's just like all the airplane travel and airports and all that you. stuff like that. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see how it goes in any case. So I, I want to go back to majors. I mean, I already went somewhere in December, but that again, yeah. that was before Omicron and stuff. And even that one, I almost didn't go to. I remember it took you two to kind of convince me to go. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. we all have our different thresholds. It's no big yeah. deal. Mm-hmm. all right let's get out of here all right thank you guys you know what for the past few weeks i've been forgetting to bird people uh should i bring back the birds here should bird I do the- <laughs> good reminder david <laughs> thank you guys for watching hope you do oh by the way i have new content on the youtube channel check that out please where i talk about good video good video every- it really is good why everybody's tier lists suck so uh definitely check that out and we'll see you guys next time peace out and take care